The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson. Guest Charlie Clawson for the first time ever. Sam Simmons. Hello, Sam Simmons. Hey, what, what do you mean, Charlie Clausen? Uh, See, so I don't explain it to people anymore because right. Charlie's back. You know yeah. Charlie. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know Charlie. Yeah. Well. So, Charlie and I used to do a podcast together called Tofop. No, I know that. Right. Oh, right. It's changed to Fofop. Yeah. I didn't know that. We're in an well, alternate universe, Sorry, Sam. <laughs> you are Charlie. Oh, no, so this is like the yeah. like, This is the Laverne and Journey sp- spin-off of Happy Days. Yeah. Oh, well, no, no, no. It's it's more like, you know, a, a sliding doors scenario. Right, okay. Like where, you know, Who's there was one universe where Charlie went off and got successful. Okay. And then like, so I've had guest Charlie's in to replace Charlie. We're now in a, a new place where, but now Charlie's come so back. So he's like the better Gwyneth or you're the, the good Gwyneth? Because it was like two paths with Gwyneth Paltrow and sliding doors and one one story went bad, one went good. Yeah, Which right. Which Gwyneth are you? I imagine we're the one going bad. <laughs> 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 can I be duets, um, Gwyneth Pal- Paltrow? Sure. Remember duets? What, I, look, I'm not sure I saw her. Now, she was her dad, um, it was like uh, Huey was Lewis. Bridges or, no, it was, was Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, right. Her the, dad the, in the, duets. It was a cruising song. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's right. So duets, they run us through duets. I'd like to know. So, we, right. so it's it, basically competitive karaoke. What? Competitive <laughs> karaoke. It's an amazing film with Paul Giamatti, who's uh, suicidal. Then discovers karaoke on his uh, basically on uh, on the night that he decides to kill himself. Uh huh. Discovers karaoke and then uh, falls into this karaoke scene. Right. And he finds redemption and salvation. I think. And uh, are they karaoke battling? Yeah. It's a, so it's like it's Eminem's really Eight thing. Mile. Yeah, totally. It's a karaoke version of Eight Mile. Yes, totally. It's really it's it's really really lucrative though. It's amazing. So um, the karaoke circuit. Yeah, like through Central America. Like it's a, it's worth a lot of money. It's like a thousand dollars per gig. Like every comp, like weekly, I think. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're going to competitions. Yeah, yeah. It's karaoke smackdown. It's oh, great. yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of a cool idea. Now, what? Um, so, what is Gwyneth Paltrow in that movie? Like, is she a karaoke She's singer? A hustler. She's a karaoke oh. hustler. Who's uh, her and her dad? Like, will rock up. Oh, and yeah. They'll do a duet together. Uh-huh. They'll pretend not to know each other in the bar. You oh, know what I mean? It's right. like, hey, I'm going to sing this song. Then he'll jump up, and then people will like bet on who's going to be the best duetter. Oh, okay. I think that's how it goes, anyway. Something yeah, like that. right. It's a good film. It's a really good film. Yeah, I can't believe it didn't The make depression money. angle was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, we're in an alternate universe, I guess, yeah, is, okay. is the idea of this. So in this universe, you are guest Charlie Claus. Okay. So that's that's all it is. Where's Charlie these days? Is he home, Char- and, away? home and away, mate? Yeah, right. Great. Hashtag Handa. He's a um, he's a bra boy, isn't he? Or like a fake no, bra boy. No. I wish he was. Is he part of that? Th- I, I should know this stuff. I should be across it, shouldn't well, I? Well, no, I don't know if you yeah. need to be across Sorry, it. Sorry, Charlie will be listening to this, won't he? Maybe not. Okay, good. Right. No, I'd, uh, like to know, I'd like to know what he's doing. Uh, so you're talking about the River Boys. Yes. So yeah, in, right. in Home and Away, there's this gang. Yeah. Down at you know, Summer Bay now, there's a gang yeah. with drawn on tattoos yeah. called the River Boys. The River Boys. I believe okay, they're called right. the River Boys. Yeah, okay. And they're yeah. the tough guys in town now. Yeah, right. And uh, he's more, I think Charlie's a counsellor, a drug and alcohol counsellor oh, for really? teens. and Really? And, I know yeah. a lot about Charlie. Right. Oh, okay, that's great. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> but let's not talk anymore about that because we, no. we won't get him in trouble. Uh, so what have you been up to, Sam Simmons? It's nice to have you on the podcast. We, 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 we've been trying to do this for a little while. Yeah. And uh, we were going to do it last week. But uh, you, you fell ill. Oh, I got a thing. I got a thing called strep throat, mm. which is like a severe. It's like a, it's called the kissing disease. Mm. You so got the I, kissing disease. I don't know where I got this because I just got kissing. Back, I don't know. No, I got this in. Uh, I think I got it in Cuba. So I've been in Cuba recently for a little uh, little holiday, which okay. was amazing, but right. really weird. But anyway, I got back and I um I coughed up some venereal disease, and uh, anyway, so it, it wiped me out for a little bit. Me and wifey were on a um. On a now, did you both have it? Did you both she didn't get, get it? it? No, only I got it. I don't, on. I don't know how how on, uh, how it worked, but the. The beauty of what's happened. Does over that the last mean that week. you guys weren't kissing while you had it? Yeah, well, it what was happened? A honeymoon. It was a honeymoon. So there right. Was, yeah, there was stuff. So there was going kissing. On, but she didn't get anything. Right. So she just and I was impervious to it or something. What do you mean? Like I mean. Oh right. Yeah. yeah she, well, I'm, I'm, I'm well, that's what I mean. Because if you've got like this, you know, the kissing disease, yeah. and you're kissing your wife. Yeah, but I think I think it's called the kissing disease. But I don't think it really means you get it from kissing. It's not like AIDS, Chasey, or you know. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. It doesn't matter. People will know. <laughs> okay, right. sure. It's the game you play as a kid. Remember the, when AIDS came out? You'd, okay. You'd play chase with each other and go, AIDS, you've got AIDS. Anyway, it's oh, not like they were, that. It's not how you get AIDS. They were different AIDS. times. What I'm saying is that that's not yeah. how you get AIDS. Uh-huh. But this is not how you get the kissing disease. Right. Oh. Is that offensive? Is that going to end up on news.com.au? Oh, well, who knows these yeah, days? Yeah, right, right. I mean, they're listening in for stuff. Anyway, we played AIDS, Chasey. But anyway, I was in Cuba and uh-huh. I don't know how I got this bug, but I did get this bug and it was severe. So I had to go through the medical system here in the States. Oh. Now, do you have insurance? I do have insurance. How do you have insurance? You don't want to use your insurance. You okay. T- explain to me how insurance okay. works because I should have it, shouldn't you I? You don't have insurance. Well, I have travel insurance, but I'm living here now. That's all you need. No, but isn't there a time limit on how yeah, long you can be here? Yeah, a year or two you can... You, <laughs> no, no, after a year or two you can get proper insurance here. No, like, but you know what I love about that is? What? I'll, I'll take that as advice. Yeah, do. I'll, I'll be like, oh, I heard it's fine. like a year or two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be midway through the or two, and yeah. it turns out it was just a year. All gone. No, so it's it's. I think it's basically it works like this. You go into uh-huh. the doctor, say you have got a sore throat. So mm-hmm. I went to the doctor. You pay your sixty dollars. You go yep. in. They prescribe you something. Anyway, it took me three guys before they actually prescribed that I had strep throat. Um, by the third time I went in, I was so ill that they put me immediately on steroids. So it was pants down. Actually, I got an HIV test by accident as well. What do you mean by accident? Well, she just gave me an HIV test. Like this nurse, the doctor came in and said, look, we'll uh-huh. give you a test for, um, yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was something. Right. Anyway, she heard, anyway the she nurse heard, came in. She, did you tick that box where it said, uh, as no. a child, did you play AIDS, Tracy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, I found out later on that what she did, she, when she went to tick the box uh-huh. that went into AIDS... Like she ticked the box, so things to get tested for the the cross tick or the upright angle of the tick. I oh, just went into the box into AIDS. Oh yeah, right. So anyway, I got tested for HIV, which scared the shit out of me because no one told me like that was going to happen. So the nurse came and she goes, "I'm just testing you for HIV," mm. and I was like, "Whoa!" So anyway, I got that done, all good. Yep. But I was put on steroids. So I've been on steroids for a week. Yeah. Man, that shit makes you really angry. So I've been really aggr- like waking up in the morning. This is more visual than it right. is uh, audio, but just Roy- waking Roid up. Rage. Totally. Like really? at three o'clock in the morning, just waking up like, ah! Like, just like, I'm awake! And then just like going out to the lounge room watching the soccer, but... Wow. Yeah, some pretty- no, That's what's going to be on news.com.au. They, wake, they won't care that I'm Roids on pot, just sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Sam Simmons has gone to the States and now he's on the roids. Oh, man. It's, he's it's, roiding up. It's pretty amazing stuff, but I, I, would, I would end up riding from like uh, three o'clock in the morning until like nine o'clock the next morning, just five hours stream of consciousness and stuff on, on roids. On, on steroids. I don't know why there aren't great... Literary roid rages. Maybe you'll be the history. first. Maybe Ricky Mickey Raw, because I know he's a roider. Yeah, but also people. I, what I think you'll find is Kowski. normally when people are taking the roids, they're not taking them to write. 
Like they're taking yeah, them to go course. to the gym and stuff. But maybe if they focus that energy elsewhere. Right. Yeah, you'd be like with some amazing opuses. <laughs> right. But, the, but isn't the whole point of steroids that, because there's lots of downsides to steroids, like they, sh- they shrink your junk and stuff yeah. like that. Long-term yeah. use. Like I don't think yeah. a week, you know. But like, yeah. You know, so I think that you do it because you want to be like some big bulky, like tough, you yeah. know, dude like The Rock. Yeah. Not because you want to like sit at home and write So some... is The Rock natural or is that just, is Mate. he... Is he, is he I, all I, mean this in the, I mean this in the nicest possible way. You know way. stuff. You're hooked in here in LA. What's going on with the rock? Is it? Is there it... is no way to get your body like that naturally. It is in. It is scientifically. What about impossible. that guy in Game, Game of Thrones? The big guy. What's he called? Not Hordor. The other one. Uh, do you watch it? <laughs> I've only just got into it recently. I'm yeah. really. I'm really across. Yeah. It now. No, I like Good it. Good stuff. Too. Yeah. The big guy that killed the bisexual guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But that guy's yeah. just a massive guy. So. Uh, me, right, but he's, but he's not like if you take off. But he's like born big. Like if but you the take, rock is pretty big. I've actually interviewed the rock. Yeah, he me too. Up and threw me around. Yeah. Oh no, no, he's big. Yeah. But you, you don't get that big without like literally no one you ever see who is that big. There is no natural way. What about Ben Hur? And he's in history. Right. Well, and, and nothing's bigger than Ben Hur, and that was a long time ago before steroids. Yeah, but people were tiny back then. Remember that. Yeah, they used to have small That's the thing. If you right, remember that right. we get higher, every, we get taller every generation. The next generation's all going to be over six foot. Like, if you think about it, historical figures like Ben Hur and like, they were, like, you know, if they make another Ben Hur movie, they'll probably have to get Peter Dinklage to play Ben Hur because right. that is an accurate <laughs> summation of how tall, big. That, that'll be the joke. Right, He's okay. bigger than Ben Hur. The irony being that Ben Hur is this tiny guy. Yeah. Hang on a minute. So I'm, I'm just trying to think this. So you really, so you're saying, you're going on the record to saying that Dwayne, is it Dwayne Johnson? Oh, he's a Reuter. There's absolutely so you're saying that he's a big guy. There is absolutely no doubt that, he's that on the he and anyone who sure looks he's like not that. eating a lot of eggs. There's not enough eggs that you can eat. You can eat a lot of protein. You could literally be filleting a chicken while it just shot eggs <laughs> down your mouth, and you still wouldn't be able to. You can't. It's impossible. Okay. All right. I like to, I like it to be proven to me though. Okay. You know how big Hugh Jackman is in the Wolverine movies? Is that steroids? That's about as big as you can naturally get. Yeah, but hang on a minute. No, there, there must be a thing where you can build up your muscle naturally. There must be a way than just you can steroids. Get that I, don't, big. I don't understand how steroids work. So steroids work so you can push through the pain barrier to pump up. So I think that's more about recovery is my understanding. Right. Doesn't it give you like the, the, the impetus to actually like just pump iron faster? I mean, there might be that, that as well, but it's, it's more about your recovery. So, so people it, take them to like, it might take you three days to, you know, rest in between, whereas so you can Arnie get back was on the, the next day. Arnie was definitely on the roids. Oh, he? definitely, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, right, okay, right. Yeah, Sylvester I Stallone. About this, I mean, if they're not on roids, they're on like uh, human growth hormone and right, like, you know, those that things stuff. that are still, you know, terrible for you. Do you know anything about human growth hormone? Well, I mean, what, what do we need to know? I don't know. Have you done it? No, I've never, done, I've never done any of those. Like at the gym I used to go to, people were like doing roids Just, and human growth hormone and stuff like that. So human growth hormone, that comes from like the, uh, the spinal cord of a lamb or something like that, isn't it? I think or, there's or different ways. What's They're like peptides peptide What's going stuff. on? What are we talking about? What's, uh, it's calf blood. <laughs> you know how they inject calf, uh-huh. calf blood? What's that for? Why am I going to you for this information, doctor? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me I'm more, probably not the person. You're like, I've seen you in the newspaper on drugs. You must know about all drugs. <laughs> <laughs> So hang on a minute. So you're you're at the gymnasium, and uh-huh. someone came up to you and said, "Hey, want some uh, HGT or whatever it is?" Oh no, it was the opposite to that. It, right. um, so I was being trained. So you were I was, pushing HGT, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so dealing drugs, right? Okay. Um, no, I um, I had a, a trainer, a guy who was helping me work out, yeah, and. He would like, he was a really nice guy, but yeah. often during like, you know, the sessions while I was like, you know, 
uh, pumping some iron and stuff, uh, he would uh, guys would come over to him and say, "Hey, uh, you got time for a, a cup of coffee later?" Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you." Blah blah blah. And then some other guy would come up and be, like, "Hey, you got time for a cup of coffee later?" Dude, that's just a gay gymnasium. Oh no no no! I asked that's... the dude. I said oh, I right, said to him okay. afterwards. I said, "Gee, gee, you're popular." And he goes, "Oh no no, that's." He goes, "I help some people out with their." And he told with me what he was doing. Hormones. Yeah, and steroids and stuff. Right. I'm at gyms. I think if you need any of that shit. Like pretty much any gym. Really? It's like pretty much if you need like, you know, um, Molly, like ecstasy or like, you know, just go to a gay club. I didn't Someone know that either. It. You know, yeah. you've got all the answers. Right. With drugs. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I don't know about that. How's but... your local Starbucks going, by the way? Uh, what do you mean? You know your local Starbucks where you go to get checked out and feel like a feel like a pretty boy, a fancy boy. Oh, you know, down the street here. Yes. Well, I hear something, Sam. I have stopped drinking coffee. Okay. Yeah. I was like a six or seven cup a day guy. Right, but now you're over here getting so stoned all the time. Right. What, <laughs> how, how are you balancing all this out? Well, I've swapped one legal drug for another legal drug. Molly, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's not legal. What are you Sam. doing over here? Right, okay. <laughs> no, the coffee, um, it, it, you know what? It's a sad thing, and people have heard me talk about this a little bit, because I was a six to eight cups of coffee a day guy. Yeah. I love coffee. I love, I love the taste well. of coffee. I yeah. love the whole process of coffee. I don't like coffee. the taste of coffee. I think it's a bit of a myth. I don't think that people actually like the taste of coffee. Coffee. I think it's actually the drug. Like a tiramisu, I can kind of get through and go, uh-huh. that kind of tastes all right, kind of. But no one really, I don't think anyone really, really enjoys the taste of coffee. Oh uh, No, I drank decaf coffee for a while because I enjoyed Just the, taste, the taste. And I, I was trying to get off the... Yeah, so I now, love now the taste off, of coffee. Off it completely. So, so what do you do? How do you wake up in the morning? Um, I just wake up. Right. Just get up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be going fine. <laughs> uh, no, what I what happened started to happen for me was my stomach. It was starting to like because what I used to do, I would go on like a walk mm. and I would get a coffee from that Starbucks down mm. the road where all the gay guys go to who will check me out in the morning. Yeah. And I would get my coffee and I would go for the rest of my walk and I would enjoy my coffee, you know, as as people started their days. But now yeah. it was essentially like I was I mean, it was like a timer had been set. At some stage my, my stomach was going to explode. I like from the coffee and do I, you mean I like a, do you mean a big poo kind well of thing? I mean just because yeah, when I, I mean, have a coffee I, I generally need a poo like a little well I mean that's, that's I don't think you're the only person in the world no, I think it's a normal thing right yeah, it's a bodily function yeah, yeah. so I, 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 the, the distance between me having a coffee and yeah. me needing to do that yeah. had got so small oh right that, so you nearly yeah gotcha like, I'm, understand. like if I had a Starbucks yeah. where I could like get the coffee and, and be on the, the toilet, toilet. Gotcha. Now I'm understanding what's going on. Right. I actually, yeah. about this time last year, shat myself. What? Um, at Trader Joe's uh-huh. in uh, in in uh, on Sunset and Vine. Horrible, horrible moment, and it was from a coffee as well. You right. know the little Trader Joe's coffee you can get uh-huh. for free. Yeah. Do you go there? Oh uh, yeah. For yeah. people at home who yeah. don't know what a Trader Joe's is, it's like a, a hippie corporate version of Coles. Yep, that's exactly what yeah. it is. There's like they've got a couple here: Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, Whole which are Foods both. Is, that's expensive shit, though. That's buddy. Oh, well, not that's if posh not stuff, if you, not if you just walk through the shop and eat the free samples yeah, and then that leave. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Which is what I tend to do well, I every do day. Well. So I go to um, see what else. I go to Trader special. Joe's quite a bit. Yeah. Um, because it's cheap. And uh, anyway, so I went there and uh, couldn't hold on and. It happened at Trader Joe's, and then I was so embarrassed at Trader Joe's yep. that I had to run across to, you know, the Arclight Cinemas? I do. Yeah, and just de-undy myself and chuck him in the bin. Right. Did horrible you, moment. I mean, that is a horrible moment. Horrible him, especially as an owl, as a grown man. I love that you are still living in the same place that that happened, because as people who've listened to this podcast know, I would, if I shat myself in public, walk into the ocean. 
I would just leave yeah, but everything. Look how far away we are. I don't care. I would walk into the ocean. Yeah, right. like I mean, I don't mean to I, clean myself. I mean to, to drown myself. Like I mean, I would walk from where I was directly to the nearest ocean and go, drown it. myself. It. Jesus, Will, seriously. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. It's right. like my biggest fear in life is it's like shitting, shitting myself in really? public. Have you never done it? No. Wow. Not no. even in all your bloody early twenty. Will no. Right. Never have. <laughs> Never have. Wow, I must have a problem down there or something. No, 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 no. I think a couple of times in my adult life. No, no, I think it's really common. This is not good stuff to talk about, by the way. That's fine to talk about. We're just talking about human stuff, right? That's the point. We're not. And but it goes to my thing. But here's what I I had a period of time when I stopped drinking coffee, Mm. where I didn't realize that coffee was fighting, like having a fight in my digestion with the amount of American cheese that I. Oh, okay, right. Because right. so I ate a lot of cheese. There. That is bad stuff, that right. American cheese. So on Saturday night, I had set lists. Um, yeah. uh, my friend Daniel Sloss, you know I Daniel know Sloss, Sloss, right? Yeah. One of the best blokes in the entire yeah, awesome. world. And uh, we went and did set list, and they had pizza there. So I ate cheese pizza. Yeah. And then afterwards, he had some mates there. So we went out and had Mexican food. So yeah. I had quesadillas at midnight. Yeah. And then the next morning, I got up and I ate like goat's cheese on like, you know, bread and toast for breakfast. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all I eat is really bread and cheese. Yeah. And. That's the, the coffee. coffee doesn't set it off to unblock that plug of cheese. right. So once yeah, I right. stopped the coffee, yeah, I was having an issue that I had not had in years, which was oh, hang on, it's not coming. We got a roadblock here. <laughs> like the coffee was doing a job. So how'd you get rid of that? What did you do? Well, I'm trying did to send down some more cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, it might be time for one coffee. <laughs> we need one, one volunteer, <laughs> one volunteer coffee to go in there and do some heavy work. <laughs> we need the rock of coffee. I think I might have had a Red Bull. I how, think do, that, how do you feel being your Vego over here? Is it good? I it love must be it, great mate. here. Oh, it's the best. Like LA is the best. Yeah. There are places I go on the road where, like when I was in Buffalo, New York, like there is... like no, that's There a, are no vegetables. Like this is a town that has statues of buffaloes everywhere, even though there are no buffalo roaming from there. Yeah. It's no India buffalo, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, they love eating meat. Like every place is like a ribs joint yeah. or like a... It's pretty full on, isn't it? Uh, it's like... It is kind of like it is end of day stuff sometimes. Like when I go to Whole Foods here, oh. I'm just I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Also, I've got this little uh, place around the corner for me called Gelson's, which oh, yeah. is kind of like a um. It's like there's a, a Gelson's just Coles. down the there's a Gelson's just down the yeah. road here. So in there, and you see these mountains, <laughs> mountains. Of this bowls. podcast brought to you by American Shopping yeah. Centers. <laughs> but I find it amazing. But this is the stuff that's a, a common denominator for me. Is uh-huh. just saying, how do you how do you eat over here? What happens over? Oh here? sure, yeah. Of but course. when you see the wastage that goes on here, like it's extraordinary. Like okay, when you see those bowls piled up with chicken breasts and salmon fillets at, at Whole Foods, uh-huh. you know that they can't be getting rid of all that stock every day. They just can't be. Oh, that's a good point. I like to hang out there every single day and see what happens at the end. Because I asked someone at Gelson's once. Uh, what happens to that uh, those salmon fillets if you don't sell them? Do you get to take them home? He goes, no, 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 we can't do that. Then I was thinking, right, well, what are they doing? Are they throwing them out the back out of the bin? I mean, it's it's, it's pretty hideous. It's obscene over here. It's amazing. I love I love being here, but there uh-huh. are certain things that I see in this culture and just go, this is just retarded. Like, this is so... It, it is like halcyon days. It's like ancient Rome where everybody's just fucking themselves to death and just gorging themselves. And I mean, no oh, consequences whatsoever. Like, and as a vegetarian, you must look at it and go, oh my God, like nobody can eat that many wings. Like this is, re- and I know that it's, right. it's lovely to get these servings. Like that it's like every, generous, every meal is competitive eating. 
Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, like if, if every time you go out to a restaurant, at the end of the meal, they ask if you need a box to take away the rest oh, of the food, yeah, that is they're it. serving you too much food. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And I think and it's, it is generous. It's very nice yep. of you, but it's not right. It's just not right. Right, because I, you know that most of the food that gets boxed up isn't getting eaten. Like, if, if you knew people were taking it home and they were genuinely eating it or whatever, but they're not. They're just taking it home to throw up themselves. I saw an effeminate Jewish 13-year-old... <laughs> Giving a homeless man a right. really exotic, like Chipotle chicken uh-huh. the other day. It was a really nice moment, okay? Yep. So basically, uh, it was a mum and a son. They're out on a Saturday afternoon, they're handing out roast chickens to the homeless. And I just happened to see one of these exchanges. Sure. And it was just like, like that's what you should do with a chicken. I can understand that's a good thing to do. This is yep. an amazing moment. It was this, and he was a batshit crazy homeless guy. Uh-huh. who had boot polish on his head and he was talking to the son. Uh-huh. Anyway, this, uh, the mum dropped off the chicken and then the boy. Who was on his bike as well? He came along with the condiments for the chicken. To oh, nice! Home. It was beautiful. Oh, that's this beautiful moment. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah. So she's gone. Here's your chicken, yeah. sir, and he's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. bloody sundust yeah. or whatever. Um, and then the little boys come along, and he was a really effeminate little fella. He was gorgeous, and he he walked to me. He goes, "All right, so I've got like her a ginger catsup, and I've also got a chipotle mayo. Have a lovely day." <laughs> and then just scooted off, and like this crazy man had no idea what was going on. It's just like chicken, chicken, chicken. Put it on your face. It was beautiful. That oh kind of my stuff God. you see here, but it's just yep. the, these extremes. It's such. Well, that's what why. I say end of days, LA uh-huh. is it. It's just. Oh yeah, there's certainly an element of that, and like the. The thing that um, you know in the Hunger Games, for example, do you ever see the Hunger yeah, Games yeah. movies? Right, well, I actually love them. Like a massive guilty pleasure. Right. They're, they're oh wonderful. no, me too. Yeah, and it's the, good stuff. There's that moment where they're in like you know, the capital and they're talking about the idea that you take this stuff so you can throw it up and so you can yeah, eat more food. Gorging. That's ancient Rome. That's what's happening here. Yeah. Like that. Like that is what. Like I talked about this on a previous episode, but there is a uh, Taco Bell has a new meal that has just come out called the Quesarito. And what it is is a burrito, like the usual burrito. That wrapped they sell. in a quesadilla deep fried. Yeah. Yes. And it's like yeah. when you're wrapping foods inside other foods. Doesn't that mean that we've given up? Right. It's like it really does. It's like a chicken burger up the ass of a chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It means we've given up. I think it's got to the point now. Right. It's all over. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous here. Like this, and when I keep saying ancient Rome, it is like this. Like have you heard any theories on the, the fall of Rome? Well, you mean since it happened? <laughs> I mean, there's been some. Yeah, but have you heard like there's stuff about lead poisonings? Basically, uh, hang on, tell me. The aristocracy of Rome used to live in the hills around Rome. So the higher you lived, uh, that means the more money you had. Where you build your uh, your temples and your castles and stuff up in the hills of Rome. Interesting. So basically, the aqueducts were built, and lead was really, really a pliable mineral. So they could Uh use that as lead piping and plumbing. So all the aristocracy uh, aristocracy of Rome had like their water pumped up through lead pipes up into their houses, they all went mad with lead poisoning eventually. And that's why they all started fucking each other and like eating themselves to death, like stuffing giraffe necks up a dog's anus or something. They were just turning to these ridiculous people. And the aristocracy of Rome slowly went mad and that crept down. Maybe, I mean, this could be happening here up in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, mate. Like people, like, I know there's freaky shit that happens in the Hollywood Hills. There are weird parties. There's oh, yeah, weird yeah. shit going on there. That whole thing about... um. What was the, the 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 boy parties that were going on with uh, Michael Bay? 
Not Michael Bay. We should. All right. Sorry. No, but you know, the, the, no, no I know who you freak, mean. There's some freaky uh, shit Brian, going up. Brian, the, Brian Singer is yes, who you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry, we should, not Michael Bay. We don't want to be sued a, by the guy who made the Transformers Bay. films. Well, do but, we? What a load well, of shit. Yeah, okay. Really? Well, I will say that when you're talking about, you know, the last days of the Roman Empire. It is people like, just fucking and eating themselves to People death. are fucking and eating Let's themselves to Let's go rape a boy at Whole Foods. And the other thing that they're doing is that, like... We're so stupid and we're celebrating stupidity in excess, right? Like we live in a time where we send our athletes out on the field to basically kill each other. And often, you know, sometimes now in this day and age, you know. I don't like, mind that. That's good. Right. But for our yeah. entertainment, it's the gladiators. Yeah, it's gladiators. That's yeah, what totally. it is. Yeah. Like, you That's know. That's fine. Right. But, yeah. we, but we've said as a society, we are willing for all these like American football players to end up with terrible brain damage for the rest of their lives because of the concussions that they have to face for it's our entertainment. It's a choice. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying we're ramping it all up. Don't tell me there's not going to be a Hunger Games style thing at some stage. Secondly... But they've all got brain damage. What do you mean? Oh, did you not know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, terrible, terrible. It's going to be like the next big scandal like 20 years from now. And it's starting to happen now. brain injury from playing NFL football and being a multi-millionaire. Mate, people... But the average life uh, span, not the lifespan, the average like playing span for NFL football is like two or three years now. Like most of them only play for that long and they're broken, right? And then there's been dudes who have killed themselves. Right. Right. Right, and left but not shot themselves in the head and because said, were please study my brain because I know that like there's something wrong. There's something, uh, yeah, and it's really bad. That's why in the AFL in Australia, they're trying to ban all the head high contact and stuff because right. the after effects are insane. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to say was, you know, we're wrapping foods in other fucking foods and Transformers, like the fourth one, <laughs> like the first three were shit. Like they were shit. And that movie made a hundred million dollars on its opening weekend. Yeah. That's that's how stupid we are. Yeah, but that's, Do you know what I mean? That's what we're doing. That's what's happening yeah. now. It is weird, isn't it? Because yeah. do you get when you first came here, did you freak out at what this experience was that is LA? Because oh. I did. I I couldn't deal with it. Because no. I don't drive here. Uh huh. So me I'm neither. I've got a, 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 well, I do, but I I've got my wife here, uh-huh. so she drives me around. So I'm your like, driver. <laughs> yeah, but I spent a lot of time here by myself. Uh-huh. So I did a lot of footwork. Okay. So I did, and I when I first moved in here, I was down near Sunset and Vine. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in a place between the mental health service mm-hmm. and the dole office. Okay. Okay. And I didn't know. It's just an Airbnb. Sure. The amount of stuff. I, I saw a human. And it wasn't me, like, shitting myself. I saw a human poo on the footpath. I mean. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I've seen proper crazy here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because. And a lot of them are broken actors. You can right. tell because they're quite handsome. There's a lot of handsome <laughs> homeless people here that are just. Oh, like actors that have lost themselves on drugs. There's also a lot of uh, vets, maybe, and you can see that as well. But maybe the dude just had a coffee. No. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's not as good at coffee as he used to be. Just bloody had a poo at Trader Joe's. No, <clears throat> when I was in um, San Fran like a couple of weeks ago doing yeah. a corporate show down there, uh, there was people like shitting in the street, like just in the gutter, like homeless people, because there's no safety net here. Like, you know, this is the problem and what Australia doesn't realise, if we start getting rid of medical safety nets, Mm. they're not just for those people, they're for all of us. Mm. Because the more that we look after people who have mental health problems who can't look after themselves, the less you have to run into them in the street where they're shitting in front of you. And I think it is a general... too big. I mean, there's no way it can be solved. Well, there is... In, in America, yeah, you really think so. Stop I, I spending don't. money on wars and spend some of it on your own people. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's 
gone beyond that though. When you look around, right. when you go but that's downtown, what, but that's LA. what everybody thinks now. Everyone's like, "Well, the horse is already bolted. The rich are getting richer, and well, the poor are getting like. poorer." I mean, it, it, it's right. extraordinary. But this but is when have you have and have nots here is extraordinary. But this is when it comes back to the idea of pitchforks and revolution. Like you know, you get you have to be careful as the rich elite because eventually, if you've got all the money and no one else, which is everybody else, mm-hmm. has any money, mm-hmm. people eventually burn down the fucking empire. See, I've just been in Mexico. Now uh-huh. all the stories. I've heard about Mexico or uh, uh, like oh no why well, are you going to Mexico City why would you go there why do you want to go there like it's Mexico it's a, and, and it's kind of that um, what do you mean I don't well, understand well there's a lot of what? anti-Mexican sentiment from like, who from the Americans like about you know about uh, Mexicans being uh, like an underclass and uh-huh. basically because that's what you see here as well right it is like but why would it's they like a, it's like a slave people here yeah but why would they be anti them like well, no, no, they come anti, here sorry, they work hard yeah, totally, they totally. work cheap I understand they make excellent food that you can wrap in other excellent yes. food <laughs> no but I don't understand why they're like that either but it uh-huh. is basically like a caste system here right. like were you not freaked out when uh-huh. you came here everybody you saw toiling in a garden was a Mexican mate a hundred years ago when you came here people owned black people well, oh, but I mean, I don't mean here, but I mean America. So I'm not actually that shocked that a country that a hundred years ago, well, a bit of, whatever, our own people thinks that there's an underclass. Like, I mean, it doesn't. It's part of the rich tapestry of this country. Oh, look, I guess to, so. It's just what I was trying to get to is the fact mm. that going to Mexico and actually seeing that country, it was just mm. like this is better than LA. Like me, I had more fun in Mexico City. It was more interesting than LA. What's well, beautiful, right? Mexico. Oh, it's beautiful. It's an, ama- an amazing city as well. Like there's, there's social problems there, but it's nothing like here. It's still, it's still there's fear here. Like, well, I heard it. The guy, the guy I know that got um, from the 99 cent shop on the corner of my street in Mariposa, where I lived last year, he was shot in December, like seven times in the head in the 99 cent store. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's scary as fuck. Like, right. It's pretty weird where we are. Like this is a this is mate. You it's can the end wa- of the world. You can walk down the street and there's just people. I mean, have you seen that stuff online about the open carry people? No. So with the guns here, you know, which is the big one. Yeah. Th- there's a lobby group at the moment called open. They they're lobbying for open carry, which means that you're just able. You can show your gun. You can show your gun. Right. So they've got this like organised thing, and they're going to like Target, and they're with going a gun to, out. Yeah, with their guns out to go. You know, we're we're legitimate. You counter protest with your ghoulies. Right. Just like ghoulies out. If you got your guns out, I got my ghoulies out. Let's go to Target, me and you right now. They're ghoulies out. Just go guns or guns or ghoulies. <laughs> we'll start a movement. That's, that's, that's horrific, isn't right. it? Right, and it's crazy. Like, and I don't understand how people can't see that it's crazy. That's yeah. That's Look, the but, weird but, thing. Yeah, but the, the because, people we but the people here we every mix day. with here, yeah. they do know. Oh yeah, no, no they I, do know. Right, it's just, it's just middle America that doesn't know. It's just. It's a big slice of the pie that doesn't understand that that is wrong. But I also think there's a thing that you get get used to things very quickly, whatever they are. And that's why we always have to be careful about the things that we give away because we do get used to the things that we give away and we start to think that they're not meant to be rights or, you know, freedoms or whatever that sort of thing is. The first time a kid shot up at school here, Mm -hmm. people talked about it for years, right? Now it happens every second fucking week. Yeah. And people go, there's been another school shooting. Do you, um, do, do you get into this conversation with many Americans? Yeah. I mean, Dave Anthony and I talk about it a little bit, yeah. particularly because he's got a kid yeah. who's going to be going to school. I'm just like, it's terrifying to me the idea that you can just send your kid to school here and one of the things that you have to take into mind is... Because maybe they're not coming They home. might get killed. Yeah. It's like, extraordinary, isn't it's it? It's crazy. See, I talk to a lot of taxi drivers, a lot of Uber oh, drivers. Okay. A lot of, a lot of oh, Uber, Uber drivers. drivers. Yeah. 
Um, how good's Uber, by the way? What a great service. Thanks, so, Uber. Tell me your Uber experiences so far. Have you been, it's all been fantastic. all positive? It's, it's almost to the point where it's a little bit creepy. Like they're handing you lollies. Have you had the lolly ones yet? They give you lollies. Like, would you like a lolly? And you're like, so oh, hang on. I would. I'd like a lolly. So Thank not, you. Not only are Thank you... Chavez. Yeah. Not only are a- you getting into a car with a stranger, yeah. but you're taking candy yes, from a stranger. it's amazing. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> have you been... Have you, have you dealt with the Uber experience quite well? I've had Ubers... Uh, I haven't done probably Ubers as much as like you have. Yeah. Um, uh, but... I have done some Uber stuff. In San Fran, I had uh, one night I had a really cool guy who had like beads and, you know, his whole car was like a disco. Yeah, like it was no. basically a disco and he was like, that made you like wear fun. the beads and stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. He's having a good night. I'm having a good time. Like this is, but I kind of like, and this is sad, but I kind of like taking taxis here. And I will tell you why. Because I, the taxis are always pissed off that you've used them. Yeah, yeah, they're very angry. Like the taxis they? don't want to be used. I've, it's got to be a front from something else, LA taxis. Cause well, it's they, mostly Armenian, I've yeah. noticed. It's a massive Armenian like, They're upset because yeah. they have to put out their cigarette. Especially if they don't go very far. Right. Like, oh. I, faked, I faked having a leg injury once because mm. I felt so bad. I was like, can you just pull over here? I've got a bit of a limp and I don't have to go very far, which was just a lie. I just had a whole lot of groceries. Right. But he, <laughs> I got out of the car and he watched me with my fake limp for quite a while. <laughs> Because I felt bad about it. I haven't got very far to go, but I've really hurt my knee. You had to Kaiser Soze it down the street. Yeah, and eventually you stop limping as you go. And he's what, like, I knew it. What point in life do you get to that where you're just like, you're faking you've got a, a knee injury so you don't offend the uh, the sensibilities of an Armenian taxi driver because he's not driving you very far, but he's still getting money. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was trying to be really nice about right. it. It's like, oh, if I put on a limp... Uh-huh. Oh, just I'm not going far. Just yeah, let's not knee. piss off the Armenians. Is that, weird? is that weird on my behalf, though? Or was I overthinking it too much? Oh, the amount of times that I have faked something or pretended... It's weird, isn't it? That means we're nice people. Oh, I I remember when I left a Bob Dylan concert early. Now, I need to point out, I love Bob Dylan. I think he's one of the greatest artists of all time, blah, blah, blah. Just went on a bit, didn't it? No, oh. you know what? It was in Sydney recently. It was mm-hmm. like maybe the most recent tour he did or whatever, and his voice is shot. Okay, like it was watching. It was like watching Grover sings Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. was terrible, and like <laughs> <laughs> it was. Terrible. It was so ter- just took a while for the picture to get. Oh in my, my god! Like Bob. Grover in a big oversized hat. Yeah, we got a man singing Bob Dylan. It was. It was terrible, and it was actually painful to listen to. Like you know. Maybe he had just been to Cuba. Maybe he had the kissing yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah. But there was something going on. And it wasn't us being like, fuck you, Bob Dylan. Like, you've ruined our night. Just go, was, go have a nice, go have a sleep, Bob Dylan. Have it was more tea. like us just going, you know what? We don't actually want to watch someone that we love. Like, yeah. you know, like not doing a job. We'd just prefer to leave. Yeah. But as we were leaving, like one of the like attendants, like I, I, I pretended that I was ill yeah, of course. So I wouldn't offend Bob Dylan. I love the. Imagine in the middle of the song, he's just like, "Hey, where, where, where are you going? Hang on, what? Yeah, My tummy hurts. Oh, sorry, Bob. Just got a sore tummy. As if I hope the attendant passed that on though, on your behalf, because you are known, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will left your concert. Just, just let you know that he uh, he wasn't feeling. He, he was all right. Yeah, no, I I pretend all the time, like I. I think it's a natural human instinct. I do this sometimes, which I've got to stop doing. In fact, I would like to stop doing this. But sometimes somebody will say something incorrect to me in a conversation that is about me and I will play along with their thing that they've got wrong yeah, rather I've, than... I've not got the concept of this whatsoever. Sometimes in a conversation, you okay. will what? 
Um, like, for example, it might be... Okay, I'll give you an example. I can't really think of a great one off the top of my head, but this is yeah, an right, example. Right. Hey, uh, remember that night that... Uh, I've met someone, and it'd be like, hey, remember that night that we uh, hung out in, like, you know, Montreal, and we had that great laugh yeah. over that thing, and you did that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I know in my head that but, wasn't me. Right. I know I wasn't there. But you pretend it wasn't you were me. There. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't like... <laughs> Did you add to the story? No, I don't add. I don't really like, oh, yeah, and then I... Yeah, we got nacho hats, remember? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be my approach, is I should up the story, and then they'll be like, that no, didn't happen. And I was like, yeah, because I wasn't there. <laughs> but instead, I will so keep... So you'll play along. Yeah, I'll play along, because I don't want to embarrass them. Yeah, okay. and I often, don't think I've ever had that. Often when someone ever. gets me confused, say with Adam Hills, and they tell me like you know about one of his. I can't routine. believe that happens, but you talk yeah, about it a bit, so it does. Doesn't oh, really it happens happen. all the time, mate. Wow. Yeah, and it, um, it's so. But they'll tell me about a routine, or hey, I really love that time that you did this thing, or whatever. And often I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, thank you very much, rather than yeah, of course, like, no, no, you know, that's not me. But I, yeah. I do it all the time in conversations, and I'm not yeah. really sure why, because yeah. it's very easy to say to someone, oh no, I think you might be. I guess I don't want to embarrass yeah, them. Yeah, of course, well, that they nice got it. Yeah. That they got it wrong. Yeah. Um, but but you are here in LA. Like, I mean, obviously you're liking it here, right? Or do yeah, you I like... I live in Los Feliz, which is uh-huh. kind of like a, a... Hipster? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little hipster nice. kind of family I like area. it there. It's yeah, good. it's lovely. Um, I mean, you're in Wayho, which is... Um, God, how many, how many Australian actors do you bump into here? You know what? Not too many. Really? I mean, a few working up the gigs. I was down at Wayho Whole Foods the other uh-huh. day. I bumped into three. Yeah, right. I, don't, I must admit that when I first came here... I used to see a lot of Australians. Yeah. Um, but I think now that I'm doing like comedy most of the time and I'm on yeah. the road and stuff like that, I don't really run into like I run into a lot Man, more I comics run into and a stuff. Lot of Australians. Well, I hear Australian accents all the time here. There's one cafe I go to in particular called Trails. Do you know Trails? No. It's an outdoor. It's very cool actually. Tom York is there quite a bit, by the way. Oh, hang on. Which is a little bit weird. All right. He's having a okay. avocado sandwich. All right. Um, maybe I'll be so at, tra- bit, maybe I'll be at Trails every day now. Yeah. Well, there's all these really these, and I know they're Australian actors because you can just tell. You can tell an actor. Right. Oh yeah. I yeah. know you've got a few actor friends. Yeah. I've got no. a few, but they're actors at the end of the day. They're just pretending. You can't trust them. Oh no no. I, it's well, not real. I, anyway. As I always say, I've got actor friends and I like them despite the fact they're actors. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's this group of Australian <laughs> men that hang out there and have actor chats and uh-huh. it is hilarious stuff. So I'm there and I'm listening to the whole thing. And it's this kind of like, I mean, I can't tell whether they're just overbloking the Australian thing over here. Well, bloody hell, mate. Can't believe you haven't been in LA for this long. How good is it, mate? But And they just say, there's kind of this masculine, uh-huh. but yet kind of like across your... Across your very LA world kind of thing, like, oh, bloody hell, there she was wearing her bloody Blarnick Milanos. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, so, yeah, so they're very LA, but they've got, yeah, well, the they're reason kind of is. Blokey yeah, well, the reason is. Affectation. I'm sure they don't talk like that at home. No, it's the Russell Crowe. Mate, yes, mate, what, what is mate, it? Mate, did you hear Sam Worthington talk 15 years yeah, ago? Yeah, I know. Like, now yeah, he's he was, like... I know, now he sounds like a bloody truckie. Yeah, right. And, like he's, and he's always, oh, just, mate, I'm just a naughty bloke, you know? Well, it's just my trade's bloody acting. I just don't know. It's also mate, like I'm a... Just, but that's what the, I know the guys you mean. They're all like, they're Aussie Aussie, but they're also in LA. So they're just like, mate, I was uh, down at Whole Foods getting me vegan... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just anyway, came back. I just came back from bloody yoga, bloody mate. Yeah. Doing the downward fucking dog. That is it. That is it. It's the Aussie <laughs> yoga bloke. Aussie football yoga bloke. It's yeah. it obnoxious here. Yogans. Oh mate, mate, this place is full of yogans. <laughs> Yogan is fucking great. <laughs> 
my God, it is. And it is full of yoga. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just that is another brilliant. yoga. Yoga is great. Yeah. You are writing it down. Yeah, it's that's, fantastic, yeah, man. That's good. Because I, 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 I've seen too many of them. Like, and it's very, very funny. Like, yeah. I, And I will not go, I will not go, hey, bloody, I, I can. Because, you know, you get a bit lonely sometimes. You're like, oh, I'm from Australia as well. Like, sometimes you just want to reach out. Because I don't, I don't have a lot of mates over here. I've got a few comedian mates. Uh-huh. I'm not really going out and socializing a hell of a lot. You, got your, mis- you got your wife here, though. I do, but that's, you know, you want to get away from that sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? I should be able to do that, but I don't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no, I'm you're right. That is. An accent, yep. and I'll, you'll want to share something. Like yeah. Maybe it was like uh, for me, it was like World Cups. World Cups are great like ones. After it was after the um, the the Dutch game. Yeah, great. It was like you know, it was such an amazing game, and and I heard these Australian guys at at um, at trials, and then I just listened a little bit too much. And I was like, nah, I can't be bothered with this. Right, I don't can't get to in. Have this conversation right now. So yeah, it's it's and it's not like having that Aussie cringe because I had the same thing happen in Mexico recently, uh-huh. where. Lovely. Look, Rosie and I went out for uh, for dinner. We went to this amazing uh, restaurant in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Where we got this prawn pasta. What sort okay. of food? So you went to an Italian restaurant yeah, in Mexico? An amazing one, though. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. Don't bloody do that. You do any Mexican great. food here? Excuse no. me. No, we're in Tulum, and it was this amazing, <laughs> amazing Italian place. I was told it was burnt. Anyway, so I went there, and uh, and I saw the one of the, the the meals come out, and the the prawns were massive. And I looked at, yeah. I looked at Ros, and right. it was pretty Australian. I went, yeah. oh bloody hell! Did you see the prawn? Like, how good is this going to be? There was an Australian couple next to us. And then I heard the woman like Lena around, yeah. oh, so Australian. Oh. And I was just like, and it made me feel a bit small because I'd just, yeah, right. I'd heard their Australian accents yeah. beforehand and I right. thought they looked nice. And I was yeah. like, I might spark up a conversation with you a little right. bit. <laughs> and how, do, how dare you not know who I am? But, like, <laughs> and I was like having this kind of. They'd maybe be, they've been out of the country for a while, mate. No, they just don't. <laughs> it's, look, most don't, but that's fine. Seriously, mate, probably. They- and an Aussie like, oh, being happy about big prawns. Yes, how Australian can you? And it right. was pretty Australian, but it made me feel it was quite diminutive, and it, it, it diminished me. I felt really small, and I was uh-huh. just like, "Oh shit, yeah, don't be so Australian." Mm-hmm. And what type of cultural cringe? How not Aussie are you? Yeah, if you're not backing someone who's fully into prawns, mate. I'm a vegetarian, and I'd still high five a guy. You'd be a pescatarian? No, not at all. Was what, what are the, I transitioned through? What are the issues of the sea? Well, oh, there's lots, isn't there? Yeah. Let's not bother. Yeah, All the same right. ones yeah, <laughs> that have to land. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, I remember, I, I, I see, I've what been. about the central nervous system thing? The I, I've cerebral been, cortex or something that the, the fish can't feel pain. It's probably a lie, isn't it? Oh, as Linda McCartney said. Uh, yeah, hang on. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever seen, if you've ever seen a fish flash, yeah, if you've ever, like, been fishing and you've seen a fish gasp about for air on yeah. a deck. Don't tell me that a fish doesn't Sam feel Sam Baring, that's my favourite right. joke. One of my favourite jokes in the world. Uh, Sam Baring's joke about how uh, how a fish would feel being caught in a hook. Right. It's similar to a man walking down the street and suddenly a hamburger appears in front of them. Right. And they bite into it and suddenly they're in outer space. Right. Or just gasping for air. Just going, can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Linda, But secondly, right. I was like a big, I mean, I was a prawn person. Yeah, right. Like, you know what I mean? I remember I came over to your house for a grand final day party and I remember you bringing out a tray of prawns. Yeah. I, my will memories. Mate, I loved, I loved yeah. prawns. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was a prawn star. I it loved... was like a, one of those prawn rings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I remember being there. Yeah, I up in the Hollywood Hills. Perfect no. was there as well. I was like, bloody, look at this. Will's brought out the prawn ring. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a prawn. Yeah. So you're a, you're a prawn man. Yeah. No, prawn I was, man, eh? So I was a prawn man. Right. So I've been full vego for, I guess, oh, geez, it's five or uh, seven or eight years mm-hmm. at least i'd say now that must that must have been a long time ago that party um and sydney swans it was uh sydney west coast sydney one 2005 yeah. or six sydney so Wons. yeah it's like yeah it's yeah. like 10 years ago so yeah. 
Um, so long time. Yeah. But the problem for me was because I used to love that, particularly that sort of seafood. I used to love it. Oh man! And then I saw this octa. thing on uh, prawn um, fishing. Right. And it's not it's the prawns prawning. that. Yeah. Is the problem? Right. It's the ninety-eight percent of other things that, that get they kill. The that they throw away. Yeah, yeah and they right. just throw away. And I was like, so I can eat a prawn. All this shit has to die. Yeah, no, nah, not for me. Yeah, so that was asshole. you shouldn't eat prawns then. Yeah, yeah so don't do that. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. But I, I still admire a prawn. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, we've but, got the big that. prawn in Australia. Yeah. Like they actually had the big prawn. I hate the big things. Not into really? the big thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a, not a fan me. of the... What, really? what is it? I, I, I would have thought not, maybe you would have liked a big thing. No, I don't, I don't know. It seems like a it seems like a bit of an American-y kind of... I don't know. It's a bit America light. Do you know what I mean? Is right. it a very Australian thing? It do, I, I mean, know. I don't know if there is... I don't even a, know what our identity is anymore. We're so lost there at the moment. It does feel a little bit like that, It's a bit it? sad at the moment. There's something a little bit wrong. There, there does need to be an uprising in Australia at the moment. The only good thing that's going on is the, the, the potential for a double dissolution before they put forward the budget to the Senate. Is that right? Won't Which happen. is kind of extraordinary. Won't happen. Yeah, but you never know. But also at the same time, art. So the, the, basically art and stand-up in that country uh-huh. in rebellion to, like, like the Howard years, there's going to yep. be a lot of stuff coming up. Your Matt Keneally's and uh, your, your Tobias, uh, what's his name? Hallegrove, I don't know. Anyway, that political comedian. Oh, Very funny. Armour Rummage. Yeah, yeah Toby. Um, <laughs> you fooled me by by guy. By, you fooled me by going Tobias. Tobias Hallebutt. <laughs> you know Tobias Hallebutt. Amazing political commentator. But you know what I mean? Like, that, that kind of stuff on right. the left. That, that stuff uh-huh. rising up. So yep. that, that pain through, uh, or art through pain on the left is probably the only good thing that's going to come out of all of this. And, you know, I wear my lefty heart my sleeve but uh it just it does seem a little bit fucked up back at home at the moment it's fucked up here where we are at the moment as well everywhere's a bit fucked i'm heading to the uk very soon i'm hearing some very dire things about what's going on there i'm heading into the hearts of scotland they're about to bloody try and vote to succeed from the the uk government which is extraordinary it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that because i Mm. from all i read about it and for every scottish person i talk to don't do it well no one no one seems to fucking know what to do yeah like my the overwhelming thing i've got from most scottish people and i've talked to a few of them about it is did slossy have a view he he was like he said his idea was he what basically what he said was that he was a 23 year old man and that while he had his own view, he didn't know enough about it to, yeah. you know. I think what it will lend itself to is financial ruin. That's all I've heard. They're in deep trouble if they do do it. Massive thing of pride. It's kind of like Quebec in Canada. Right. Like it sounds great. Or Basque in Spain. Like it's a great idea. Like, yeah. yes. Maybe like Queensland. They should just do their own thing as well. They're, they're weird. Just let you do your own thing. Right. Um, it, it makes sense in principle morally, but it's just, it's not going to be right. Yeah. Look, you do it's kind of like going with a um in, in like in a financial sense it's kind of like going with a building society because they have a cheaper rate like you know it's like one of yeah. those things where you're like i've got to get a home loan yeah and i'm going to go with this cool indie one yeah but if you go with one of the big banks you, you know, know that, you're safe yeah yeah totally <laughs> under, under queen and crown you'll be all right right you know? you've got hadrian's wall if right. all, you know, all gets wrong but you know they have i mean i do understand the idea of self-determination as well like for example in australia you know uh okay well let's put it this way let's let's talk about something that we have a little bit at least a bit more knowledge or a bit more connection to where we can make a similar sort of argument West how australia. do you, how do you feel about the australian republic how do you feel about the idea oh, of australia becoming a republic yeah no we shouldn't do that we shouldn't no why not like, oh because we've got a there's there's something i mean the flag change it Absolutely. Sure. Change the flag. Yeah. No problem. But I think there's there's something about our 
I don't know. There's something cute about our allegiance to to the UK. I don't know. There's something about it that's kind cute? of nice. It is cute, you know. Like, I mean, Canada have still got their links in that way, right? Uh, they've got their own flag, though. Give us a flag. Just get just get rid of the Union Jack. Things are good. Like, right? Just do it. I mean, look. I think you can still be a member of the Commonwealth without being. Like you can still, still having the Queen as a head of state, yeah. Because but, well, no, but not as the head like, of just if not something as the massive of, happens, not like, as you're the head sack of the state. PM, that you go to the Queen and go, Queen, is right. It right if we sack Abbott? That's yeah. the only it's the only time that the Queen gets involved, which has happened once really with uh, Whitlam, and that's it. So I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, but it I, it seems weird to me as a country that has our own identity. Now I'm conflicted on this. This is why I brought it yeah, up. Yeah, but do we? In principle, I think of us like I mean, what I want to think of us as being a country that is vibrant and has its own identity and is, rules itself. And we do do all those things in principle. But at the same time, like a woman who doesn't even... If Australia played England at the Soccer World Cup, yeah. our head of state wouldn't even barrack for our country in that game. Don't you think that's a bit weird? But it's not really our head of state. But she is, like, technically. Yeah, technically, but it's not right. really, a, it's so, not really but, a thing, man. So if it's not... But this is my... Yeah, so again... I think the be- the best argument against this changing mm. is how terrible the people we elect are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we elect terrible people in Australia. Mm. Like, the last 10 years, 12 years, yeah, and you can probably argue, people. like, in a well, last... the last great leader was Keating, you know, I think. Depending on... I, I would say, look, I, I'm anti almost everything Actually, that Julie, Julie he did. Julie was fantastic. I mean, she did some amazing things in there, but she, she, was, she was terrible. necessarily a great leader. She was a terrible leader. Uh, Rudd was a terrible oh, there was leader. Strength. There was strength in there. No. I, f- I felt really yeah I really the do. strength of her principles against gay marriage even though she doesn't believe in God and was an unmarried single woman li- living with a partner in a modern relationship no, the way that she a, said that 10% of our bloody, population no, were second class citizens strength yeah she had some strength she was terrible there was some strength she sold out her party she sold her, out herself for ambition oh the, there was strength though I mean <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure there were but terrible prime minister Rudd was a terrible prime minister yeah. um uh, Tony Abbott's a terrible Prime Minister. We are electing terrible people. Bill Shorten, who's so the leader of the opposition, is terrible. Well, now, it was just I was Howard against. Was I was against everything Howard did. But Howard, if you were into his policies and what he did, he was a strong leader who led that party. Well, he into, got rid of guns. That's right, the best thing he did, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, for me and for you, for yeah. people who believe that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But the point is, we, we're electing terrible people. So the idea of us also electing a president but, is like I, I understand we shouldn't do it. I get the system that we have now, but, but there's all another part of it. Pretty much terrible people. I mean, well, now they are. I, look, I I would suggest that the system is broken. I don't think that the people, when they go into politics, are necessarily terrible people. I think that a lot of people go into politics with big dreams and big ambitions and they want to help people, genuinely help people. But I think that the system of politics is so broken. We need to burn it down and like put it you know, back together again. It's like it, it's big business now. It's all big business. The, com- the parties well, are so in the pocket of you know, big it's business. It's not going to be torn down. It's not going to change. I mean, not, not in our foreseeable future. I mean, the only thing, the most interesting thing we'll see is a coalition of the left, maybe it in will the next get, 20 years or so. It will get better. worse before it gets better. Everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, that's because the world's yeah. in, you know, we're in trouble. Right. Jeez, this got fucking serious, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> see, I've just come from somewhere where it's a world in decay. I came from Cuba. Like, and that was extraordinary to see because it is right at the end now. And it is, there is desperation there. Like, they know. Explain they, they what it's like. Tell me what it's in. like. Well, you've got because like I've never a, been before. And do you have to? Can you go from America, or did you have to go, go from somewhere Mexico. else? Yeah. Well, being Australian, you're pretty much fine. And do they have a problem 
with you coming back into no, America no, if you've been you, to Cuba? No, you don't get your passport okay, stamped, basically. Sure. Being Australian, you're fine. But going over there, you, you, they are desperately poor. And I had a really sad moment. A guy who basically showed us to a little restaurant we were trying to find. And uh, he, you know, spoke a bit of English and walked us through the streets. And I knew he was going to, you know, I had to give him a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, he explained to me... Is, because it's this whole romanticism about being in Cuba and the broken down buildings and all this type of stuff. It's kind of like uh, going to Detroit and watching the dilapidated buildings and mm-hmm. looking at poor people, kind of right. like uh, devastation porn. Yeah. Taking a camera and uh-huh. going, oh, isn't it beautiful? It's in decay. It's amazing. It's kind of wrong. Right. Being there was amazing though. Just you're watching the end of a reign of fucking sadness and right. terror there. Like, you know, th- th- there's no money. They are desperately poor people. Um, and this guy, I, I said to him... We were talking about travel and I was telling him about all the places I've been. I've been to Morocco and all these type of things. And he goes, look, I, I dream to go there one day, but I know full well that I'll never, ever be able to travel outside Cuba. I'll Ooh, never be able to yeah. afford it. Right. And, that, and then he said, this is why I get drunk and I travel in my dreams. And I was like, oh, God, that is so cliched. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, that is wonderful. And then I gave him his, you know, five CUCs and, mm. and felt bad about myself having my, you know, my, my lovely meal with uh, all the other... German tourists and exploiting this kind of place, and it's just—it just felt a bit shit. But you know, I'm not how long were of, you in Cuba before? Only there for a week. And what, did, what, what else did you do while you were there? Like, yeah, what were the highlights? What did you travel? Watched the ruins. I went to the ruins. Went to the uh, the castles. Uh, ate Cuban sandwiches. Uh, ate weird food. Ate beans and rice constantly. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what is what is what sort, of Cuba, those old what sort of Cuban? Cars. What is Cuban food like? What is like you beans know? and rice? Very, it's base staples. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like the government will ration out ham. It's quite extraordinary. So you've got oh. like it's all everything's rationed out. Right. So a certain amount of flour goes out to a certain amount of people. Like it is like a full-on right. communist yeah. society. But I, I do think that maybe that American restaurants could take a leaf out of that book, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, just being a little bit minimal. <laughs> yeah. No uh, flavour Excuse whatsoever. me, mate. I think you've had your ham. Yeah, totally. You've had enough ham this week. But that's the way it should be. Right. I mean, it's just... I mean, I'm not saying we should have a dictatorship. But no. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is, there should be something in place. But, um, yeah, there was just a lot of sadness there. And then I got back here and you just see the excess and you're like, wow, this is really ridiculous. Oh, there's an interesting t- statistic that um, I was told about at this conference that I did down in San Francisco, which is that the bottom 99%, you know, in America, they talk about the 1%, yeah. the richest 1%. Uh, the 99%, the poor people, the rest of the people are in the top 14% of the world's richest still. So even yeah, you know what I mean, like the it? poorest people, like the nine, the rest of America, if you take out the rich ones, yeah. are still in the top fourteen percent of people around the world, and Australia even higher than that because yeah. we're oh, you know totally. such a lucky country, and people we're, we're so, like that's not to say there aren't poor people in Australia who aren't going through terrible things. Of course there are, know, but, but as a middle, to, yeah, know, and I'm not, re- and I'm not talking about those people. I'm yeah. talking about us as middle class people, you know, in that part, that broad middle class that Australia has, you know, bitching and moaning about how shit we have it and how our life's bad, and but we're like, we're the people who live in the capital that, you know, in the Hunger Games. Do you, do you have any? Well, this is this is probably a little bit deep. Mate, this can what, go everywhere. You, we what? started it. If, okay. people, if you, people started, they got through the shitting stuff. Okay. <laughs> how do you, okay, how do you feel about... Um, uh-huh. I'm sorry for admitting that I shat myself, but it's just it was around no, the No, 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 it was I, good, I, man. I, we drove it's past local. it. And I, I, I shat myself there. <laughs> Have you been back, by the way? To Trader Joe's? Yeah, yes. to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've got. I'm fine. I'm I good with it. No one knew I did it. Yeah. it's not like it popped out of my leg, my pant leg. No, it was, no, no, no. It was no, just no. in there. Right, and it wasn't a whole one. No, it was just, just a bit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you have moral? Do you, do, you, do you have like a? Do you have a moral dilemma with what you do sometimes? Do you sometimes look at your career? Because I'm I'm going through something at the moment where I look at what I do and just go, "What the fuck are you doing?" Okay, what do you mean what? by that? Well, okay, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really lucky to do what I do yep. and make a living from what I do. Uh-huh. But I sometimes just go, what the fuck are you doing? Are you really doing anything? This is pretty fickle. I've been sitting here for like two weeks just working on my script, mm-hmm. just just writing in a bloody, in my little Mac, my little MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. having my weird, absurd thoughts, wandering down the road, have a prawn, come home, do a poo, write something weird. And I, I, I sometimes think to myself, what what is this? What am I doing? Like I really do battle with it sometimes. What do you mean? Especially when I travel overseas and you see stuff that you see people who are desperately poor and especially in this this world here and you see broken people on the street, like fucking totally fucked up people living off nothing. And then I think, well, fuck, I've been looking at like doing volunteer abroad stuff yep. and it's not like, and maybe it is some type of guilt, but I don't think it is guilt. I think it's a, it's more of a, I really want to do something. Uh, I always think of it like this. How do you this. balance it out? Like, with the skills that you have, you know, skills. with the capacity that you have, like I, I, I'm talking about everybody here, like myself included, mm-hmm. with the capacity you have, you've got a choice every day. Am I making the world a better place or am I making the world a worse place? Like that is a decision yeah, right. that we all can make in what we do, right? It but can be about the, the f- world a better place for yourself. Well, I, it's all I, very self. I like to think that we make choices like, I mean, my choice to not eat, Meat, for example, yeah, okay. is not about myself. I'm not doing it for health reasons. I'm doing it because I believe that it's the right thing to do. Okay. Like, you know, the, the, the amount of the gigs that I do for charity, you do those charity... Like, I do that to offset... You know, the idea that, you know, you're doing a corporate gig for an outrageous amount of money, you'll do a bunch of charity gigs for, you know, no money and, and try to raise money for, you know, that sort of thing. You balance it out. I would I suge- don't know whether it's work, though. Well, I would suggest to you, see, I think this is, I would suggest to you with the capacity that you have, with the skills you have, mm. the best thing that you can do to make people's lives better is go around the world and entertain them, make them happy. Like your, your audience is made up of a bunch of people, right, who possibly have worked all week in some shitty job. Job, I understand like, that, and that's where I get this the guilt their, from sometimes, especially well, no, when I'm like being up my own ass, being all weird. Dude, that's not guilt. You're yeah, sharing like, you know, if I'm doing if I'm on stage them. being a weirdo yeah. and it doesn't connect and it's not funny, then right. I get really guilty. Well, then you're ripping them off. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes I think, geez, yeah. just get more normal. You've got to get more relatable now. No, no, no. I, just, I do get I attacks of the guilts like that. Well, I mean, I think that we're all balancing that. And like, it's I a mean, stupid thing to do. This is a very stupid life. We are very lucky. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. It's, but I don't think that you should devalue it. I, think I need you, to take half the year to go off and do something good, though. No. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I, don't think, so. I don't think that's it, Sam. I, I think do, it's the I opposite. I need to bloody go to you Cuba. Should be I need using, to be slicing the ham. No. I because that's be a waste ham. of your talent. No, I could be a good ham deliverer. Spend six months being better at the thing you already do that people like and have the... Me- this is like doing really? these sort of podcasts and stuff. You have a capacity to talk to people, to, uh, like, uh, you know, to rationalise the world, to tell these stories... But you know what? With your style of humour, here's what I would say. More importantly, the people who really get what you are saying, the people who really love what you do, they're not getting that from anywhere else, Thank man. Thank you, Dr. Will. You've just uh, sorted me out. But that's true. Yeah, I know. I do you know, know what I mean? Know. Like yeah. if I dropped off the face of the planet tomorrow, there's literally not one person who couldn't find their comedic needs filled by somebody else. But it's- I think, I think 20,000 people in Melbourne... 
Right. You know, probably I don't know, I'm not, but I'm not even saying that, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, there's no false modesty in that. I'm just saying that they could, you know, they might have to go and see a few different people or whatever, but people would no, find something. I mean, but with what you do and no, what no, people no. like it, you do, totally the ones who connect are right there in that moment with you and yeah, they're not getting the same thing else. happening with you. This, that's about, that's performance though. That's about being an artist up on stage. Yeah, but we what I'm... connect in a no, different no, way. But what I'm saying about that is, for example, let's use a musical example. Like, if Radiohead, who are like one of the best bands in the entire world, like, you know... Uh, yeah, they're not going to connect in they, the same way If as they give up, right? Yeah, right? yeah, it might be like... But then like Siegel Ross, right, ever. You know, yeah, okay. some people just lo- like, you love... Like, you know... hate, yeah. But most people don't get. But yeah. the people who love them, yeah. love them. Yeah. There's not as many of those. Like if Siegel Ross stopped making music, people yeah. who like Siegel Ross are like... Okay, we're fucked. Yeah, it's not like they, yeah. can, they can suddenly go, okay, we're going to listen to uh, Matchbox 20 now, right, guys? Yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I you think, love what you love. I think you'd find if, like, I, you know, I mean, I'm not, anyway. The point is that I think that you, you are you, undervaluing what you do. You don't sometimes walk down the street, though, and clock eyes with a homeless person and think, ah, oh, shit. Do you know what I mean? I think the best way for me to help that person is to a like a show. earn money myself, like give money to them that I have, I, appreciate I the amount of money that I have. I I think the best thing to do is make sure you know you do the Oxfam gala and raise hundreds of thousands of dollars to make sure I that I suppose so. Look, I can see that. But that's I, how you I, do it. I mean, I'm having conflict at the moment about it. During the Melbourne Comedy Festival, I was lucky enough, and thank you to people who voted for me, mm-hmm. um, the, to win that you know People's Choice you Award that they to... have to the Moosehead yeah, yeah, Awards, course, right? Yeah. Which is for young emerging comedians. Well, you should because you understand the the ridiculous nature of that award. Right, I do. The, the most popular act of the festival right. who, who would make the most money. Bonus price. Gets it's ridiculous. Extra money. It's stupid. Well, it's, yeah, right? it's, it's the kickbacks of yeah. But this is my point: is through doing what it is if that didn't I do, do that, you'd look like and a people. Dick. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But well, just, seriously. But just do it. Yeah. Like of I mean, that, that's how you help. Like your capacity, you could earn more money being successful at what you do mm. and then send that money or donate that money or sponsor that thing or start something and change the world like that. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go and also do stuff, but mm. I'm just saying I think that we always have to think, okay, who am I? Like my hips hurt and I'm no good at manual labor. Mm-hmm. So me going yeah, I'm and- I'm fucked. I mean, like, outside of this industry, right. I'm screwed. Like I've if got I went a, a worked half at, a degree in, yeah. like working, in uh, working at the zoo and that's about yeah. it. And I'm too, I know what I'm like. I'm too lazy. Right. And I know what I've got to now. I, I, I just- Mate, if, man, I, I'm if I went to if an African happen, village and like, you know, tried to help out, I'd dig the wrong well, I'd well, eat all their be, rice. I would be all right like that, but I'm thinking about practical life stuff. Imagine, all right, okay. Uh-huh. Imagine you got done for something really weird and your career was just over. What do you mean? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like, you oh, you're like a, a thing. Uh-huh. All right. That we don't know about. You, do you know what I mean? There might be a weird thing that you do, right. like, like Troy McClure. Yeah. You might fuck fish. Okay. So I'm like, a, You don't eat them, but you yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> okay. There might be a weird thing that you get exposed for one day and that's it. I get exposed fucking. A quesarita, a Taco yes, Bell it's quesarita. Over. It's over. So your career's over. <laughs> what do you do? Where do you go? I mean, honestly, if my career was over. Do you over, go back to the farm? Nah, no, that's not for me. Not a farm life. If my career was genuinely over, like in some sort and of. It's, and it would be through massive some weird scandal. Thing. It's, the only, it's the only way. I can't imagine what that would be, by but the you way. You don't know. You. <laughs> No, I do I mean, know because I know, know all the things that I do <laughs> and I can't see anything that I've ever really done that I'm like, 
that would end my career, but I am. Um, yeah, but it might be. It might be like Michael uh, Richards. You might. You never know. You might slip out, slip up on stage one day. Right. You might be stoned. Uh-huh. And like you smoke. I mean, look, I, I can't smoke marijuana right. at all. I uh-huh. smoked for years. I cannot touch it anymore. Mm-hmm. I get so insular. I have to sit in the corner. I get really, really paranoid. Yeah. But you never know. You might you. say something one day, something chemically in your brain. Uh-huh. It might be. You might have half a disparin mm-hmm. and have a joint. Go on uh-huh. stage. Something weird hum- comes out. That's right. it. What do you do? Um, well, firstly, I can't imagine like because of you don't know. Yeah, but uh, but but, uh, but I honestly can't even imagine saying something. I guess if it was racist or like what do you okay imagine homophobic? You, you but, accidentally stabbed the boy. I don't know. Okay, all right. Here's right. a good one. Okay, no, I, you've got me into an area where I get it now. Right. I there's you a car accident. There's a car accident. That yes. wasn't my fault necessarily, but... But it looks like it's it, your fault. Right. Yeah. It's enough of my so fault and fault. somebody gets killed. Who did you kill? Right. Who did you kill? Who was this hypothetical person? Uh, Matthew Broderick, ironically. Well, Matthew Broderick. You asshole. <laughs> your career's over. <laughs> right. You killed Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I killed Ferris. We know now. Yeah, yeah right. We couldn't, we couldn't save Ferris. No, he's gone. <laughs> so anyway, you've murdered, you've murdered yeah. Matthew Broderick. Okay. Your career's over. My career's over. What do over. you do now? You're um, working at Coles, aren't you? No, I think that I would go and like maybe write a book under another name or something like that. Okay. I would happily move to a different country where no one knew me and work in a shop or something and just have <laughs> this a little. Is ridiculous. I oh, know. I've thought about that before. <laughs> like, if I walk, I would just like go and live in like some French Peru or something, like in some yeah, French, okay. like in the middle of France, in like one of those little villages. Yes, yeah, just my get like is a... Greece. I want to be a you know I want to be a Greek beekeeper. I think I want to retire to Greece and keep bees. Yeah, that's my dream. That's what I do. I'd run away after the murder. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think that's. I mean, that's my sort but of. What's thing. your skill? I mean, you've run away there, but what's your skill? Just work in a shop. Just really. Yeah. Like surf dive and ski. Yeah. Like whatever. That. Really. I'm not sure I'm if they like, have. I'm not sure if they have surf dive and ski love, in the middle of. You never know. <laughs> I just love the idea of you working at surf dive and ski. Right. But I, I can work I, at I a do, shop. I love this. Is sliding doors, and it takes us right back to the beginning. It uh-huh. is Gwyneth Paltrow. Your other Gwyneth Paltrow could yeah. be around the corner. As for me. I'm going through those conflicts right now. Yeah. I don't know which Gwyneth I want to be. Right. I don't know which Gwyneth Paltrow I am. Okay. Am I married to the guy from, what's that band? What, uh, Coldplay. Coldplay. Well, I'm married I'm, to him or Well, I'm I? saying to you that I think, and look, you're always a person who overthinks this stuff too much. But that's, I th- That's our job. I'm not sure that it is. I think that sometimes you've got to get out of your own way and like- realize that you know you have something that you do wonderfully now you could do it better and more creatively and you know say more about the world or say let you know or whatever way like it might be about incorporating some of the themes that you're passionate about into your work or it might be as simple as doing the crazy work that you do already that you love and inspire people and appreciate that Mm. or it might be setting up a little foundation on the other side or it might be like supporting other people in your industry the best way for you to give back might be just to be a mentor for some younger people who do the sort of comedy that you do you know how you get into a scandal mentoring i don't i'm not going to mentor the young people i think things that's that's where things get ralph harris (laughs) that is not good stuff (laughs) that's where things get rolf that's things got rolfed i just woke up to that news this morning by the way it was so sad well his things that were that horrible footage it was just this footage repeated over and over again of he and his wife just these little old people just by um by now people uh, like obviously are familiar with the idea that um i went on uh, doug benson's uh tv show getting doug with high where you smoke weed now it's legal for me to smoke weed here but i did it on a i didn't get caught doing it it was filmed 
It's a, it's a show. Uh, but the Australian newspapers, the, the Australian tabloid newspapers, uh, decided they were going to beat that up into a story. They asked the ABC, who are not my employer, Gee, but they, they asked them. Well, the you two, know what I mean? Like- the two people who were most anti-me uh, were Andrew Bolt, yeah. uh, who is a, uh, has been a convicted uh, racist. Right. Like, you know, that's the, the law they're trying to change was his, like, you know. Yeah, but right. he's a racist. I mean, every like, I disagree with everything that Andrew Bolt says. So I'm always glad when he... But I can't rem- can't quite work out what his angle you is. You would agree on, on something though. There'd legal be something guy in there. There'd be some legal salad guy does something that he legal. Likes that you'll both order the same. Salad. Oh yeah, 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 totally. So you can't say that you disagree with everything. I, I disagree says. with everything he says. You are. I, well, I disagree you with everything he says publicly. Publicly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you, yeah. You, you, what, what he writes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, he was anti it. I, I didn't even read why because I just could not care less. Yeah. Um, and then a guy called Ricky Nixon. Who's the guy? He's the, who, uh, the footy guy. The footy the, manager the, 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 who took he heaps of or? cocaine and then like had sex with an under- a fourteen-year-old. Uh, uh, well, she wasn't fourteen. I think she was seventeen okay. or eighteen. But, but he's like, a bad man. That's bad terrible man people. Yeah. So like you know, not really the people that I'm too worried. Um, my mum was fine with it, and my so, boss. Hang was, on, yeah. Ricky Nixon made right. comment yeah. on your yeah. marijuana smoking. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. And he got Again, caught doing cocaine. Me and doing, yeah, wow. me doing something legal <laughs> in a place where it's legal. Yeah, okay. It's the equivalent of an American twenty-year-old coming to Australia and drinking alcohol. Yeah, exactly. It is not legal in their country, but it is legal in our country. Mm-hmm. So I didn't worry about any of that. Did not give a shit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't respond to it. Haven't you know? Like it's all out there. You like have. you know, I'm not hiding anything, yeah. right? So. But what I loved was the two things that stopped it from becoming a big beat-up scandal were the fact that on the same day, Todd Carney, this rugby league player... Didn't he piss in his mouth? Pissed in his own mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there but was a photo a of apparently that. Apparently that's a thing. Yeah, but how is that a thing? I don't know. Apparently it's a thing, though, because someone... Uh, actually, it was a lady at the Huffington Post uh-huh. contacted me to find out about, is this a thing in Australia that you urinate in your own mouth? I'm like, no. But no. this was two weeks ago. Yeah. She contacted, and now I'm wrong because apparently it is a thing. It's if like you're pissing in your mouth. But how is they it? Br- how they probably it think a it's a hemisphere thing. Like the piss goes up the other yeah, way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how is it a thing though? How does oh, that become a thing? Seriously. Do you reckon someone like was in a urinal one day and just like was like, oh, let's just have a go? And his mate caught him. And went, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, oh no, don't you know? No, it's a thing. A, it's called bloody mouth yeah. hooking or whatever it is. This I don't is know a what thing. it's called. Take a photo. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that overshadowed your that. drug. And then the madness, and the reefer madness, and then the other one. And I'm also pissed off they didn't go with the headline Cypress Will. Uh, And the second thing uh, was that uh, Rolf Harris, former beloved Australian uh, celebrity, turns out um, was a terrible kitty toucher and groomed. You know, has been found guilty. So when I woke up this morning and read the the Rolf news, I was really upset because so much of our childhood is linked up with you know Rolf Harris, and clearly you know he's been found guilty in this thing. But there was another part of me that's like. Oh, well, Rolf. I mean, you've knocked me off the front page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's pretty extraordinary stuff. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's grim. It's really, really horrible. Well, I just... I mean, the thing that you try to do as a human being is... like, Don't for, do that. First, Number one, don't urinate in your own mouth. Right. Number two, don't touch children. Okay, let's... It's basic basic let, You know what? Let's flip those yeah. around. Let's go with number one, don't, don't touch urinate. children. Oh. Number two, don't urinate in your own mouth. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry, there's no order there. No, right. Uh, it did seem like you were ranking them. Well, no, I was just thinking, I can't get the image of Todd Carney out of my head. That's the first thing. All I'm saying is... But if it's coming down to the two, you're either going to touch a kid or piss in your own mouth. Just be a good person, basically. Piss in your own mouth. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, yes. It's the first... Big rules, does it? It's like the first rule of uh, medicine. First, do no harm. And I think that should be the first rule of our lives, which is first... 
do no harm. Do n- try not to hurt other people on purpose, mm. right? Now, by the very nature of being a human being, you cannot live in the world without exploiting people like the fact that you know the recording equipment probably that we're recording this on was probably made in some circumstance where somebody is being exploited the clothes that we're wearing the like you try to do your best to not hurt other people on purpose right Mm. you know so that's where i think we should start out you try not to the right to swing your fist stops at another person's face don't ruin somebody else's life sorry what did you do that person's face i miss that the right the right the right to swing your fist yeah stops at another person's face Oh. Like so, you should be able to do pretty much whatever you want to do, as long as it doesn't hurt, hurt someone. someone else. The minute yeah. it starts to affect other people, yeah. then it becomes a problem. So, right? when you, when you, what happens when you're urinating in your own mouth? Well, no harm, yourself, no foul. But you're hurting yourself. Are you? Yeah. Do you really want to hurt yourself like that? I mean, I think that you should have the right to to urinate. I in your honestly own mouth. think that he should have the right to urinate in his own mouth. But aren't you just hurting yourself? Isn't that going against everything you've said? No, no, no. I, I'm, You're hurting others, but also yourself. I think you should be able to, as a human being, you should be able to make whatever choices. I mean, I've got a tattoo. That hurt. Like, you know. Yeah, but you wouldn't bloody... I drink alcohol. That's bad for me. Right? Yeah, but you know what I mean? I do heaps of things that are bad for me. But I'm a human being. And as long as it doesn't hurt someone else, as long as I don't drink alcohol and get in a car if I piss and in crash someone it and kill mouth. Matthew Bodry. Okay, if I urinated in someone's, someone yeah. else's mouth, but they wanted it. Oh, if they want it, it's that's fine. all right. Yeah. Okay. This is this. This makes sense to me. Right. This is all. That's called consent. It's all coming together. That should be at the the, 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 the basis of every relationship is consent. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. I think it's I understand very simple. Yeah. I don't understand why people overly complicate these things. It's like yeah, you know, it's like when you want to piss in your mouth. Just but do it's it. also like the sexual assault thing. Like it's people's like to go. Well, what was she wearing and where was she walking? I was like. Oh yeah, but none of that it matters. None of that matters. It literally it's... is just about whether someone consented or not. I saw a great shirt. It's the only day. thing. Nothing else matters. It was something along the lines of, uh, "I hope I don't get raped," but it was more like, "I don't want you to rape me." I can't remember exactly the wording on this shirt, but it was quite fantastic. It's basically it's slut shaming. Uh-huh. So you're dressing up your ass for it oh. kind of thing. But uh-huh. anyway, you should. That's really... very no. That's very interesting to me because. That whole idea of, you know, that women have to dress like in a certain way or whatever, like it's, I mean, because we're going through a a time now, you know, where women are, and I mean, obviously long overdue, but women are genuinely exerting. I mean, I saw somebody uh, tweet, someone I follow on Twitter um, uh, the other day was talking about the idea that it's so weird that we live in a society that glamorizes and sexualizes everything. Mm. And yet when a woman sexualizes herself, yeah, you know, she's a slut or she's like, you know, asking for it or whatever. I mean, it's the prevailing attitude of our society is the sexualization of things. Mm. Women But it's pretty like much only, everybody, it's pretty much only women. Yeah, but it, well it is only women. I like saw, uh, people should have to walk you should it doesn't matter. You can walk down the street naked. Guess what? Still can't rape someone. Yeah. Like, this is the thing that we forget when we talk about all this shit. It's like, well, what was she wearing or what was she... Blah, blah. Oh, no, that, no, no, that, no. That's, that's the, the massive rule insult. The yeah, don't exactly. rape anybody. Yeah, it's, it's really Doesn't hideous ma- None stuff. of the other shit matters. But uh, that's, that's why I talk about, like, you know, the, the whole kind of uh, the end of days, Halcyon, like, yeah, it's ancient Rome, we're all just fucked. I saw mm. this article the other day on a Miss America contestant uh-huh. who was praised for her normal-looking body. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder what a normal-looking body looks mm-hmm. like. And she looked fucking like... She looked almost anorexic anyway, right. but I was like, wow, this is amazing. So yeah. she's held up there and heralded as like a normal body shape and everyone's like, oh, about time. And she looked like a twig anyway. And it's just, it's just so fucking sad. My, my wife, like, I mean, she, I, I, I mean, I, I love a woman that looks like a woman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not really, mm-hmm. it, 
it's just so fucking unhealthy. And it's that that's this society here in particular. It is what's held up there as beauty, and it's just. I don't know. It, it gets me. It gets me pretty sad. Right. I think it's that that is being bad to yourself, like torturing yourself to. Well, we've got to get to the point where we, as human beings, understand, like, because we but use, because yeah. what we do is we use, like, particularly when it comes to women. I think that what we do is we generalize still instead of realizing that women are, like, you know, there was a great thing when the yes or women thing was. Uh, and it really struck me because I'd used this example over the years. Like, you know, and they, they talked about that ad where like, you know, uh, it could be, you, you know, three in four women are sexually assaulted in their lifetime or whatever it is, or one in three women are sexually, I think it might be three in four. Will it be your mother, your daughter, your sister, or your, you know, blah, mm. blah, blah. It's a very powerful kind of message. But then someone had pointed out, or just it's someone. Like, it shouldn't matter that you have to think of it as your mother or your sister or your auntie. Yeah, it's anyone. It's anyone. Yeah. There is half of our population in the world who constantly walk around. like I mean, Just I'm not, feeling uneasy. Feeling uneasy. Like, Knowing seriously, just walking down the street having a moment that there's someone leering right. at you. Like, or someone, some bloke will yell out a car like to show it us. It is extraordinary. You just have to put up with that. It is mind-blowing when you right. think it is half of every being. Half of everyone. That is subjected to actually feel like this. I mean, I find it extraordinary. I mean, I, I come from a single mother background. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always had just women in my life. I don't actually have a lot of... It's really interesting. I, mean, I remember in your show a couple of years ago, you were talking about you enjoy the company of men more. Because you were like, I hang around with men. It's a really... But it's a, it's a great bit of stand-up. It's about you... It was a gay rights thing you were talking about, and you were talking about masturbating your, your mate on mm-hmm. the couch watching the footy. Yep. You're going, how good would this be? If I was yep. in a gay relationship, this would be fantastic. We watch the footy. I love you, mate. Let's have a wank. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love that kind of thing. But I, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I enjoy the, the company of women. I have mostly female friends. Mm-hmm. And it's – God, I'm so non-sexual in a way that I find it weird that I found – I found someone right. that I click with like that or I have that. It's, it's just it, – it's alien to me. In a way. The, the friend zone's an interesting example. Like this idea that people talk about, you know, a girl putting them into the friend zone. Now, I, that's an American thing more than an Australian thing. I'd, I'd never really heard that much in Australia. But, yeah. but you know, this idea that women, you should see women first as sexual, like, yeah, you know, that, that's I, the first position. So maybe I'm a prude. See, I, I cannot stand those conversations with other men about women. I do right. not want to go to a strip club. With my, be- I don't, I do not want to go to a strip club with you, Will. No, and 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 have you next to me with Although, a hard on. No, do you know what I mean? I, there, there, there's nothing weirder to me than me and you going enjoying right. uh-huh. watching a naked woman in, in in front of us, right? As I know that you're aroused right now. Right. That is weird. You know, that's weird to me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, no. I've had these chats with. Oh, no, no, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I was just about to try to make some really terrible joke about. Well, it. you shouldn't have looked under the table during the Rolf Harris conversation. <laughs> I know. I. I absolutely agree with you. Firstly, I, really I would awkward, like to hope that I wouldn't like get that. an erection at a strip club. But, but secondly, maybe it will. That makes sense. You're an animal. It's, right. it's, it's the, the way it happens. Right. But no, I agree with you. Like the idea of like going there and like, I mean, actually, to be honest, there is part of me that would like to go to a strip club with you, but that's only to watch you. Squirm. <laughs> just watch me squirm. Yeah. I can think of nothing more awkward. Right. Like, uh-huh. and, and even just talking, like just having a sexual <laughs> conversation with my mate. Yeah. yeah. About anything like that. Well, oh, I go, or something. Like, no, right. I can't do that. I had this horrific uh, conversation with this guy who I was working with in the States last year. 
And we're on this car ride and he was like a very sexual guy. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about diddling the Skittle. And I was like, what? He goes, you know, when you really, really flip the bean. I'm Uh like, what? And he was like, you know, the clitoris. I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, really? Can you just stop talking? And I had to say to him, please stop this. Right. Because every woman that would walk past the car or something who was a bit hot, he'd be like, hey, hey, you want to do that? Would you do that? I'm like, maybe I would, but I don't need to. I don't want to talk about it. Maybe I am prudish. Maybe I've, but maybe I've got some hangups or something, or maybe I'm not openly out there about all this time no no i just think that that sort of stuff is like i don't think there's any problem with people discussing sex and sexuality but if it's about but if you're if it's about sometimes when i hear men talk about women i think and they're talking so much about how they'd fuck them or how they'd you know whatever you're like you know they're a person like, yeah, it's really bizarre, isn't it? Like, I just don't. I, I don't know how you can love a woman, love women, if you don't like women. See, that's I, the thing that I always think is you've got to like respect or love, like respect someone and think of them as human being to be able to love them, mm. right? And this idea that all women are the same, but it's the opposite as well. Like the same thing is like the guy who there's the guy who thinks that you know all women are you know sexual and like you know I can I can have sex with her and I can have sex with her and I can yell out a car to show us your boobs and whatever. You can make me dinner. And then there's the other one, yeah, the opposite one, which is the like you've got to cover up, don't tempt us, like you know like. All, men, it's men, it's, it's, all of those things are wrong. Men, yeah. I mean, this is, look, I grew up in a... Women should be able to be whatever they want to be. Right. And it's the same thing with, like, uh, it's generalisations. It's this idea of go, people go, oh, well, some women want to stay home and be a mother. And feminism has ruined that. Feminism doesn't say you can't stay home and be well, a no, mother. No, it's about being a mother. That's a, that's Feminism an says that you can be whatever you choose to be. Mm. In the same way as men can be whatever they choose to be. Mm. Like, so... If a woman wants, this is the whole point. She should be able to choose to go home and have a child, but it shouldn't be expected. And the idea, and if C- Caitlin Stacey is the one that comes up, it came up with Daniel Sloss, and I didn't finish the story I was going to tell. She's a young Australian actress. She's doing Free the Nipple. Do you know what Free the yes, Nipple is? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So Free the Nipple isn't about the idea that everybody, every woman should have to walk down the street with their nipples out. It's about just pointing out the idea that men can walk down the street with their tops yeah, off. of course. And it's just ridiculous that we live in a society that if a woman does that, like, you know, anyway, whatever. But my favorite thing about it was her dad because I was reading her little thing and there was like all these people just attacking her and having a go at her. And then the, her dad like weighed into one thing and this woman like underneath him obviously didn't realize it was the dad. And she goes, oh, well, you, you know. When your daughter shows her breasts on the internet, then, then you'll have a different thing. He goes, oh, you're not really paying attention. <laughs> that's amazing. But that's the point. Women should have the right to be sexual, to not be sexual, to like relate to men. They should be able to go on Tinder and pick up and have one night stands yeah, if totally. they want to. See, I'm, I'm, and if I'm they used don't to aggressively. It's the only reason I've had sex is right. aggressively sexual women uh-huh. who've taken me into right. their own hand. Sure. That's the only way it's happened because I don't know how to aggress it myself. I'm no good at having the sex happen. You do it to me. Are you? Hang on. Is it about? Do you think it's about? Because I will certainly err on the side of, like, I'm I'm rarely a first move man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like I really like to know because I'm still embarrassed by the idea that what if you tried something and or were yeah, and then someone thought you were a weirdo or a pervert or like that guy that's like oh he, you know. So I really kind of normally. I have to have someone say, "Yeah, now we're on." Now we're on. Yeah. So I get that. I understand yeah. where that would come from. Do you think you've, it's just a further extension of that? When did you first have a girlfriend? 
Were you like a 20, young? 21, I think oh, it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, So right. it was late. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a one-night stand mm-hmm. with, a, with a skank from... Um, a sk- very skanky girl that picked me up. Right, see, that's... And it wasn't. But that's saw her again. But that's and, what we say. And get the... I caught... I've yeah. never explained this before. I've right. never said this to anyone. But I think that we I need to... I caught crabs. I got crabs from this girl. Oh, my God. Okay. It's amazing. I was about, I was about um, to have a go at you for using the word skank. We're at in Paran. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was at Frostbites in Paran. Do you remember Frostbites? <laughs> I do. Yeah, well, I went to Frostbites on a Thursday night. I remember I put on my brother's good shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. I was 21 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, she was a skank. Right. It was great. Yeah. And I was terrible at it. It just uh-huh. was all over very quickly and I got crabs. Right. We ended up watching The Late Show on, on VHS. Okay, so she that. was nice. She was a nice girl. Yeah, but she, very, it was comedy I skanky. I can say skanky because yeah. I was in a very skanky mood as well. We skanked yeah. it up. Right. But got crabs, which was foul. Yeah, I didn't know no, what was going skanky. on down there. That was scary. No, I, I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. If yeah, they give skanky. you crabs, it's skanky. Still love women. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it didn't put you on. You didn't go, all women have crabs. Well, that was the thing. I mean, I grew up... Yeah. Look, I ran away at home at 13. I live with my half-brother in Melbourne. I didn't I, know this about you. Um, is this like a commonly known thing? Well, this is the thing. I mean, on stage, I don't talk... I mean, I, oh, I really... Oh, but you don't talk about your life. Truth. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I don't think I ever have. It's always fantasy. Uh-huh. But I ran away at home... Um, the age of 13, lived with my half-brother in Melbourne, mm-hmm. who's an outwardly proud gay man. So I grew mm-hmm. up in a gay household. Okay. I basically went from um, watching a country practice with mum mm-hmm. on a Tuesday to a Friday night watching a drag queen smoke a bong. And that is a true story. <laughs> That's what I went through at the age of 13. I saw that happen. Right. So I you know, had conflicting things and whether uh-huh. I was trying to work out my sexuality and stuff like that. But I always... The, the company of men was a very, very different thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I never felt that comfortable kind of uh, blokey thing. I never had that. I was never actually able to play the game, the mate game. The fo- and I love my footy, but I can't do it. I'm just bullshit at it. But with women, it was a very, very different thing. And I think uh-huh. it's from my, from my upbringing. Yep. That's the way I, I, I treat women now as well. Makes this sense. It comes from something that's a single mother growing up in a, pretty much a, a big, big old gay house. Uh-huh. You know, but Park, it was wild. So, but it shaped something a little bit different in me. But, yeah, I mean, I was never the, the one to, to lead the, the, the sexual advance and all that type of stuff. And, yeah. I think it's interesting. Because, like, I mean, we are raised in certain ways and we make – I think that we sometimes judge people so harshly so early – you know, like I look sometimes, I look at the opinions I had when I was 16 or 17 growing up in the country as like a country kid. And you're just like, oh, that was like, yeah, that was very sexist or that was very, but you, you know, like, you, you, you lay there, it was straight down the line. It was either conform or it would have been quite hard, I imagine. Right. Well, some, I'm suburban Adelaide, like, you know, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. But I imagine in the country, it's a bit different. You're, you're, you are an effeminate male. Right. So I imagine you in your footy days back there, there were, were maybe would have been times of. I mean, it's an act sometimes doing the whole. Hey, I, oh, mate, what's going on? Like you must have affected that kind of thing to get through some difficult stuff. The interesting. Well, you don't fit in. The thing. Know? The thing that I've realised about myself, and it, pro- it probably took me until about five years ago to realise what it was, because so often in my life I've been like I try to work out what am I, where do I fit in? Yeah. And I think that where I fit in, I'm very easy in most company. That's what I am. I don't seek out being in company, but I went and did a big corporate function down in, you know, like San Francisco for a week and it's all tech heads and high things. And I can be there and have those conversations and be in that world. I can go and do Gruen, which is like a serious thing where mm-hmm. I have to use my brain and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I can, you know, do my, like I can hang out with my footy mates and go to the footy. Like yeah. wherever I am, yeah. I feel quite, I'm never a guy who feels like, oh God, this is terrible. I Fuck, see, wish I, I was here. This I'm, is my issue yeah. with life. And it's not about not, 
battling to see where I fit in. It's just knowing you don't belong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel a lot. Right. Um, like I don't necessarily seek out those things, by I don't the think way. It's a bad thing, I think. Being but so- it's a, it's the reason that I can go on, say, like uh, you know, Triple M afternoon radio, like you know, with Billy Brownless yeah. and JB, yeah. and like just sit in there and like you know, joke, like bloke around and make fun of each other. And, yeah, see, that's, which that's is not, where I don't. That's work. not my natural environment. That's not where I, the, the rest of my stuff is. It's probably just called being a good. Like, but I go in there and human. I get it. I think it's just called normal human interaction. And that's some of us don't have those social skills. Like I don't. Like it's very unnatural for me to even. Like I'm wondering whether I'm on the scale in some kind of way. Like we investigated it when I was small, but uh-huh. there's stuff with social interaction that I just don't get. Uh-huh. Like I cannot. Like I mean, even in the green rooms here. Like, okay, tell me about that. What do you mean? It's hard. It's it's. I find it really really awkward, and it's always because I'm not that relatable kind of stand up. Uh-huh. I'm not that. I'm always going to be that. To some people, oh, it's the prop guy or, hey, it's uh, that, you know, that music guy or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes. Do you think like, that's in your head or is that an actual thing? Definitely in my head. Yeah. I do feel that sometimes. Okay. Like, I just think to myself, you are a shit carrot top. And people are just thinking, <laughs> like, the Australian shit carrot top. Do you know what I mean? But I know it's not the truth. Oh, it's, uh, look, it's carrot bottom, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, I, then I, maybe it's all uh-huh. in my, my own head. But, like, when I'm in the green room, yeah. I will gravitate toward who's the weirdest guy here or who's uh, is there a woman here is there uh-huh. a woman on tonight yep. she'll be on the outer as well let's be friends like that's the way I feel sure. like just that kind of bloke mentality or that stand up mentality I found it's a little bit different here it's uh, it's a bit warmer the green oh, room I yeah. love the green rooms here yeah here in it's LA it's different yeah, yeah. New York, yeah. very different world. I, I, I was going to say, on the alt scene in LA, you're in the majority. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, the, the, the alternative is now the mainstream, <laughs> yeah, here, which exactly. is extraordinary. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah it's, I, it's, I feel like you used to feel, I go into those rooms, I go, oh, I hope they think I'm weird enough. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I do. Because I play all those clubs and sometimes I do feel a bit like, you know, Fuck, that's I, hope I'm not, I hope they don't think I'm too mainstream. Yeah, right. I should grow a beard. See, I'm the, <laughs> sa- right. I'm the same way, but in reverse. I'm like, yeah. I'm sick of isolating the audience. Uh-huh. I'm now trying to actually, not broaden it, but make it make a little bit more sense. I don't want someone in the audience just go, nah, don't get it, which I've had for years. Yeah. And a lot of people say it's like comic genius or, no, uh-huh. it's not. It's just not funny. Those bits are not funny. There are some bits that you know push into the awkward. Dane Rathbone, who's an amazing uh, uh-huh. Australian comedian, check out his uh, his YouTube series, by the way, it's which is called Dane's World. Dane's World, it's amazing. Yeah, we were talking about it before we started talking. But there are moments where you you, you do look at this stuff, this really alt comedy, and this weird stuff. And you say, is that funny? Is that even funny? Is it really funny? Because I look at Bill Burr, and uh-huh. he's not fucking alternative. He's just funny. He's pure funny. Right. You do pure funny as well. But then it, it's this this well. Kind of like, is it cool though? Is it? It's just, God damn so it! Just take I, away the. I went and saw Claudia Doherty uh, the other night. She did a Here. show at UCB. Oh man, I wish I'd known. And uh, it was, I think it was while you were sick, so you oh, might not man, have been able to make sucked. it out. Yeah, but right. she, okay. So I, for people who don't know her work, go onto YouTube mm. and have a look at it. Like that yeah, little. This is England. Is this fantastic. is England. This little web series she did. It's so so funny. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, so she was doing a show at UCB. You know. Um, and she has that sort of comedy that yeah. like there's a whole bit in the middle of her show about the show falling apart and the yeah. show going wrong and people are there and she like, oh, she sells it like she doesn't give you a wink I mean for me 
I like you know because I watch a lot of comedy and whatever. There was a couple. There's a couple of clues earlier on. It's like you know in yeah, one of those of movies where the the father forgets his watch and you're like, yeah. oh, that's going to hey, be important later, yeah. <laughs> right? And so for me, you know, she explained that she'd recorded all the things and blah blah blah, and you're like, okay, right. But even when she's in that moment where she's kind of de- deconstructing the idea of the show and the shit's playing over the top, there's never a wink to the audience and people stop laughing. Oh, and totally. I could not have found it funnier. So I yeah. think that it can be unfunny and genius at the same oh, time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But there are there are moments where it's like, uh, is this performance art? Right. Or is this because uh, I've seen some pretty weird, apparently comedy uh-huh. here, where I've just gone, this isn't. Yeah, that's funny. not comedy. No, it like is, eventually you do need to. It's wonderful, yeah. and it's great that yeah. this stuff happens. But sometimes you're like, no, just buddy, come on. Right. And I, I try to have that relatability. I've always had to try to have it in there, but there's also that stuff that I just know isolates. I've but you, you, but you, bits that have gone for years. Yeah, but you've still I, no one laughs at, but I continue to do. Right, but that's I don't know why. That's different to doing a whole show that people. Have you ever done like a whole show that no one laughed at? I've had moments. I've had moments in the most recent show because I, I wrote a show. It's called Death of a Salesman. Yeah. So it's about a guy uh, who's blown out to sea on a windsurf sail, yeah. faces uh, faces death. Yeah. An existential midlife crisis on the ocean. There were moments in that where I actually thought people were like, oh, no, he's going to die. Like, and they were really, uh, you know, and you get a big theatre clap at the end. And I was like, yeah. are you fucking mental? Are you not seeing what's funny in this? Or am I so up my own art hole that I think this is great and really, really funny, but maybe it's not. But if you're not laughing for a long period of time, maybe I'm the one who's wrong. You are an audience. This is a direct indication of how funny I am right now in front of you. I mean, there is an element, and I don't think it's, it, it occurs to you because I see you as being a guy who, like I've seen you, you can play you've a... You've seen me bomb, you've seen me kill. Yeah, but I, I've, seen I've seen you go on after midnight at a, like a late show fucking tent crowd and kill. Like, I mean, you're not an act that can't do that sort of thing. But there is sometimes, Justin and I used to joke about this, and mm. he said, like, if you want people to think you're a genius, just take out a 30-year jokes and make some more points. And I was like, yeah. you know, and there is an element, I think, of sometimes where people get... It's almost like they think that it's disrespecting what you're doing to laugh at it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost like if, it's, if there's a bit where they're not laughing, that makes it higher art or more. Like somehow the laughter values it. Whereas you as the comedian, I'm sure you'd love if they were just like enjoying it but laughing at all of it because you think it's funny. That's yeah, why you're doing yeah, totally. it. Totally. Right? Mm. It's interesting how sometimes I think if you're too funny, and mm. I don't mean me specifically, I mean in general, people can devalue like, what that person is doing yeah, because totally. – they're like, oh, well, you know, he's just really funny. Oh, yeah, that's really hard. It's really hard to do what he's doing and be really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I had a review this year that just basically said, uh, there were great reviews, but there was this one that just said uh, that I'm funnier than my material, which was basically like just in a look or a glance, I can make you laugh with my, my funny uh-huh. looking face. Yeah. But I'm funnier than what my material is. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, fuck, I've spent so much time trying to hone that material and actually write a story and make a narrative. And it is fantasy. And yeah, it is, it's not relatable, but that's, that's my path. And that, that right. really diminishes what I'm doing. But, yeah, but, also you've got to, but also you've got to, yeah, I mean, and this is my thing as well, and it's a bit uh, easier now that there's distance from it. But like during the comedy festival, I wrote a show. And look, I, I didn't want to tell people what it was. I wanted people to be able to work it out by mm-hmm. themselves. That was part of it. You know, I didn't want it to be one of those shows where at the end, you know, I play Everybody Hurts and I, you know, fucking get a razor blade and, you know, carve truth into my chest. And then my dead dad died. The yeah. end. Again. <laughs> Cats in the cradle and the silver yeah. spoon. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want that. I wanted to write a show that was about the idea that life is made up of big and small moments and how we remember those moments and weave them into a story becomes the narrative of what our life is. 
the show itself, the what form, the form was the theme. So the way that the show actually worked, by the end you were meant to realise that that's what I was also doing yeah, in the yeah. show, right? So it was supportive you, of you the were thing. Really proud of this show. Yeah, best, we, by we, the yeah. best one I've ever done by yeah. a mile. Not everyone's going to think that because not everybody comes with the same set of expectations. They're not looking for the same thing. Yeah, totally. They're not. Yeah. So you've got to have the faith that what you're doing is right and that you put your heart into it and then you can't worry about whether someone thinks your material's funnier than as if they're even separate because they're not separate you and your material and how you do your material particularly like for example sometimes like what you're getting big laughs off is telling a cornier joke or an older joke and then yeah. like it's your reaction to that yeah totally like so how would you say oh well if you had better material but if you had better material in that joke told you're funnier you, would, you wouldn't be able material. to it doesn't make sense it does, actually doesn't make it's sense it's all part of the same thing yeah completely. why are you separating them yeah. why are you pulling them apart this is all the same thing mm. anyway uh, we should finish up because we've been banging on. Um, so uh, tell me, so this is going to come out, uh, it'll come out this week, mm. but probably like later in the week. Do you have like gigs or shows or something either here in LA or, oh, you're going to Edinburgh, right? I've got Edinburgh coming up. What else? I've got uh, I've got Nerd Melt coming up next week. Oh, you're at Nerd Melt next Love week. Nerd awesome. Melt. Yep, uh, great gig. Hot Tub, Monday night. And I think I've got Set List next week as well. Oh, so okay. busy next week. Busy next week, but uh, just uh, getting ready for Edinburgh. Is that Set List at the Altitude Comedy Festival? Al- no, Altitude. Yes, oh. Latitude in uh, the UK. Oh, well. that'll yeah, be cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, I've got, uh, I think, Hot Tub, if you're in LA, the week after. I may be hosting um, on the 14th. Um, I've got a bunch of other gigs around LA. Hosting Hot Tub? Yeah, might Excellent. be. Um, there's a, I've got a set list gig. I've got a brand new gig uh, that's in town. That I, anyway, look, look on my Montreal tw- as well. Twitter or website. I got Montreal. This is the one I do really want to plug. Uh, please come and see my solo show. It's the first time I've ever done a solo show. It's only one one show. I'm just doing one Kill night it. of it. Um, so if there was an audience there, that'd be fantastic. Hey, the show's I've got called. I've got some Montreal people who can come. My Montreal friends, please go along. Oh, go that'd see be Will. Great. I'm not there this year, so go see Will. Will Luminati is the name of the show. It'd be great if you came and saw that. And I will be in Edinburgh from the eighth to the eighteenth, and I'm just gonna do gigs late night sets and set doing stuff as well isn't he yep it's gonna be fun fun. yeah i'm I'm staying with luke mcgregor oh (laughs) that'll be fun (laughs) it's a free show i'm gonna try to do a bunch of podcasts while i'm there um so you know it'll be really i'm just i'm really looking forward to it to be honest so um yeah i'll be in edinburgh as well so uh uh, if you like the podcast uh rate it on itunes and uh as i like uh, i would like to say uh, thank you to everybody um for the big support of it last month we had our biggest month ever last month uh, which was great. We were having 10,000 downloads a day, which is a big Whoa, deal for us. Like, you massive. know, it's kind of getting... So if you like it, share it around, tell your friends. And Who was th- on that episode? Oh, no, well, that's literally for the month. We're getting 10,000 downloads per Jeez. day now. So, you know, so I put out like two, maybe two or three a week, but like we're getting 10,000 downloads a day, which is yeah, big. It's, it's a big incredible. deal for us. I mean, Marin gets like 500,000 an episode, so I'm not... We're not no, in the big leagues. But for yeah. us and what we're doing... Look, there's a point where the people, uh, you know, with their news websites and stuff who are picking through this, trying to look for headlines, uh, this will get bigger than them. So that's what we wanted to do. Yeah, good. Yeah, let's make this bigger than them and then, uh, and well, yeah, it's fun. Oh, mate, that's great. Congratulations. All right, so um, thank you to everybody for supporting it. I appreciate that and we'll talk to you again soon.